Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Tap That AZ. I am your friendly neighborhood podcast editor, Chris Dodson. Before we get into this episode, there are a couple of events happening this weekend we should talk about. First, join us at Sun Up Brewing this Friday, March 6th, from 5 to 8 p.m. for the Arizona Beer Book Signing and Beer Tasting. Eric and Luke will be on site, along with the brewers from Sun Up. Bring in your copy of the book, or you can buy one there at the tasting room. Have it signed by the authors and by the Sun Up Brewers. We'll also have a special cask release of SunUp's White Russian Imperial Stout, served as a flight. And we can sip on that together as we talk about our love of Arizona beer and craft beer culture. The very next day, March 7th, down in Tucson, is the Smashed in the Desert Beer Festival. Harbottle Brewing Company, Button Brew House, Crooked Tooth, Green Feet Brewing, 1912, and Copper Mine Brewing Company are all getting together for a fun event that just so happens you'll learn more about in this episode. Eric and co-host Max travel down to Harbottle Brewing Company in Tucson to speak with Sam and Mike about falling in love with home brewing, turning that love into a business, and of course, the Smash Brew Festival happening this weekend. So, let's tap into Harbottle Brewing Company. So what is your Wi-Fi password? We don't have Wi-Fi. All the words. But it says, oh, wait, but it says Harbottle Brew Guest. Yeah. So you have Wi-Fi. Yes, we do. But what's the password? We don't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I love it. Why? Why would you do that to people? Um, I think just for your reaction that you just got. <laughs> it's pretty much. And also, and also, there's part of it that's a little bit of fun for us um, when, when someone asks that. I mean... Well, it's fun for us, but the bartenders hate it. Yeah, they do. Oh, do they? They like, get shit from yeah, people. they're like, Jesus, really? Like, <laughs> yeah. No. And so they just come out and say, like, we have Wi-Fi, and the password is. Uh, and so, because they, yeah, because people get kind of annoyed. Yeah. But it, it's funny, you know. We, we were thinking about changing it to, uh, you have to buy another beer first. Yeah. <laughs> to, uh, to the, the, password the password itself. Password. Yeah. 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 The password itself so, is you have to buy another beer yeah, first. You have to buy another beer first. I like that. It'll because <laughs> there may be a few people that clarify that, but other people are like, all right, cool. Well, here, <laughs> right, I'll buy another one. Yeah. Well, no, what is it? What's the password? <laughs> buy another beer first. Just keep it going. Yeah, exactly. Like, Why is my tab $80? Or what's your credit card password? You know, things <laughs> yeah, like yeah. that. So we've got options. What's your credit card password? Why did you do that? Why do you look that way? Those are good <laughs> ones. Um, this is a great intro into Harbottle Brewing. You guys are, this is, I think this captures the ridiculousness that that is you guys, right? <laughs> we are We are pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, we are. So we are here at Harbottle Brewing in Tucson. Palo Verde? Is that yeah. the... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Palo Verde Naho. Uh, which is in relation to a little south of downtown, right? Yeah. We're literally... And it's it's been one of the things we've tried to do the past two years we've been here is let people know we are literally eight minutes away from downtown. You okay. Ju- you jump on aviation, it's mm-hmm. eight minutes away. It's like... 15 minutes by bicycle. And you know? people were like, oh, yeah, like, oh I, don't, yeah. I don't ever go that far. You're yeah. so far away. <laughs> like I used to I used to work downtown and while we were doing construction on this place, I was still bartending at Tap and Bottle downtown. And I, I knew that if I left here with 10 minutes to spare, I would absolutely make it to work just barely on time. It's eight minutes from here, at least from here to Tap and Bottle is eight minutes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, that's, yeah. and that's actually abiding by the speed limit. I mean, sure. you can cut that in half really easily. <laughs> yeah, it's aviation. I mean, you can I don't, go like 90. I'm not suggesting that you do. I'm saying that you could. It's, it's an possible. option. It's an option. It's exactly. an option. It's an option. Well, I got a co-host here, too. Finally, first time I got 
this man as my co-host. First timer. First first timer. How no do you feel? No place I'd rather spend it. I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you? I am Max. I am Eric's wife's cousin. We were talking about this last <laughs> night, actually. How to, how to explain the family lineage. Yeah, wife's cousins, brothers. Former roommate. Yeah, exactly. So does that make us? Yeah. Absolutely not. Friend, friends of the wife's cousins, uncles, yeah. ex-roommate. So now I do, when I introduce them, I'm like, I either say, this is my cousin Max or this is my buddy Max. Yeah. And when I tell them, I say, this is my buddy Max, Max is like, well, I thought we were related. I'm like, we're simple guys. this is just for the purpose of this right here. Shut up. It's just yeah. easier. you yeah. got to simplify this shit, man. <laughs> yeah. No yeah. one cares. Does anyone really care who I am? Probably not. <laughs> That's why we don't say, like, my you know, business partner. I used to say my heterosexual life mate, Mike, my best friend. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Yeah. It is a weird thing to say partner, though, right? Like, because, like, I talk about my partner, Luke, who, you know, we did the book. We're doing all these other things. Yeah. But I have to always preface my business partner, Luke. Mm-hmm. And before, and then I'm like, so this is my wife. Like, I didn't ask. I'm like, I don't care. I just wanted to prove <laughs> that, it, that it's real. <laughs> so who are you guys? Who, let's, let's meet uh, the two of you first. So Second. After right, Max, Sam, I guess. So my name is Sam Kroc. Um, it's not spelled that way, and no one pronounces it that way. Kroc. Unless I correct them. But yeah, it's Kroc. How do you, spe- how do you spell it? So it's K-R-O-A-C-K. Okay. So it okay. has like the crow. It's like croc, but people always say croac, and I just say but it's so croc. Like I know. It's called worse. Like, so yeah, croac yeah. <laughs> shit. It doesn't flow right, does it? No, you got to have that same, croc man. shit in there. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, so that's me. I'm a I'm a native Tucsonan, so I lived here my oh, whole nice. life. Um, and uh, yeah, that's. I guess a good start to my story. There you go. We'll yeah. get more into this because okay. I know there's more to you than than just a croc. You know, or is no, there? no, there isn't. <laughs> there isn't. I am just full blown croc. <laughs> yeah, 100 percent croc. Yeah. Indeed. Hey, and this guy here. So I'm Mike. Uh, again, Tucson native, just like Sam, born and raised. We actually, Sam and I, went to high school together. Mm-hmm. Oh no shit. Uh, okay. That's how we met. We. Had, <laughs> we're pretty much enemies at the beginning. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah. He, he got a little too close to my girlfriend, and I didn't Uh-oh. like that. And, childhood friend. Yeah, they, apparently they were, you know, air quotes, childhood friends, and uh, I didn't like that. And it wasn't until uh, we ended up hanging out outside of school, partaking of some illicit substances, that we hit it off really good <laughs> in high school. And then uh, we've been friends ever since. So 20, how- 25 years later, we're you're here. That is the genesis of Harbottle Brewing. <laughs> yeah. No, it's sad, but yeah, it's 100% accurate. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so um, where did you guys, did you, so back in the day, you know, when you guys were in, in, enjoying these legal substances, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. beer in particular, were you guys always into like good beer, cop beer? I think we actually have variant stories on that okay. before it kind of came together um, in a lot of ways. I hated beer. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I hated it. Yeah. Because I didn't know what. But I didn't know beer could be good. Yeah. So I was, you know, high school parties and even after, and even when I was legal to drink, it was drinking, you know, Rolling Rock and MGD. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this stuff is crap. Yeah. And exactly. so I discovered, you know, cocktails and liquor and I got in way more into that and still am. But it wasn't until uh, actually, I don't know, 15 years ago, watching a documentary on, on Discovery Channel. And uh, my wife, my then, you know, then she was my girlfriend, uh, it was on brewing beer. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like beer, but I was like, yeah. that looks really cool. Yeah. Like, I could learn to do that. And that Christmas, it was, which was like two months later, she's been trying to figure out what to get me for Christmas. So she went down uh, to the homebrew store and picked up a really nice homebrew kit. And uh, it's kind of where it all started. Sam and I got together in my, in my kitchen 
and mm-hmm. made a massive mess. And <laughs> oh God, your wife's like, "Damn it, why did I?" Oh, <laughs> no, she hated it. Like we didn't know anything and about protein breaks or anything like yeah, that. We so didn't, we didn't know. The, I mean, and it was basic. You know what every home brewer does? Yeah, they go sure. buy the extract kits mm-hmm. and you follow the you know the instructions and and you don't know what you're doing. And we had an expert come in to help us. Our, our friend Jeremy, mm-hmm. uh, who had brewed two batches of beer prior, so he, he was the expert. Okay, and he was like, okay. oh, "I'll help you guys through it. I'll walk you through it. You know, it's really easy." And, uh, yeah, so we, we brewed our first batch of beer and uh, a couple of weeks later, you know, bottle conditioned beer and, and we all got back together at my house and we cracked open the bottles and poured them into some glasses and sat in the backyard and, and I'm sure it was probably the most terrible thing ever, yeah. <laughs> but it was one of the most amazing things. And we all just sat back and marveled at the yeah. fact that we made mm-hmm. beer, we made alcohol. And at that moment I was hooked. I looked yeah. at my, my girlfriend and and it said, "This is the rest of my life." Like no I loved it, and, wow. and literally, I and after the first batch, after the first batch, That's awesome. I, I got just absolutely hooked on it, and I started just dedicating every waking moment to beer. How and long ago was this? Like, how, like about what year? thirteen years? Uh, thirteen, thir- about, fourteen years. Now. It was about fourteen. Yeah, Jeez. fourteen okay. years ago. Oh, what, what year was yeah. that? We're in twenty twenty. I don't want to talk about it. Was it nineteen eighty four? I don't know. It was. It was fourteen years ago, so I was at least eight. Look, mm-hmm. It's ten o'clock in the morning. I'm drinking a beer. Don't ask me to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I just want to preference um, when he says he's talking to his girlfriend. It's his wife now. Yeah. 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 My wife now. Girlfriend Jessica. then. Yeah. But before we got then married, we were living together, and because she might listen to this and be like. Like, wait, who? Yeah, who's his girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And, yeah. And so, honestly, I, I started reading every book I could find. I shortly thereafter discovered one of the most, like, awesome resources for homebrewers, um, the Brewing Network. And I started listening uh, to all their shows. Yeah. On, and you find a lot of useful information mixed in with a lot of dick and fart jokes. Yeah, yeah. And so I Which was, is a crucial. Which, you got to have those. You got to have yeah. some little things. And... <laughs> And then probably about a year into homebrewing, two years into homebrewing, I decided I wanted to get out of my like corporate job. Which was? So I was a regional repair manager for Canon USA. So okay. I fixed all Canon imaging things from laser printers all the way up to cameras and like, um, MRI machines and X-ray okay. machines. If Canon made it and it was an imaging device... Um, I was in charge of the entire Southwest for repairs. Oh, wow. Okay. And it was a terrible job. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it, it paid the money. It paid the bills. Sure, and it had, yeah. you know, great benefits. But it was going to work every day and either sitting in an office or just repairing the same things over and over and over. And it wasn't exciting. So I got a job in the beer industry. Making and, beers way, way, and, way cooler. Well, and I got a job just being a bartender <laughs> in, a craft, in a craft beer bar at Tap and Bottle. Tap and Bottle. Okay. okay. And that was my first, like, dive into the industry. And... I just wanted out of what I was doing, and I didn't tell my wife. This, by this point, we were married, yeah. and I didn't tell her until I was offered the job. And I was like, hey, so babe, I uh, did a thing. <laughs> and she's like, what'd you do? I'm like, so I got another job. And she's like, doing what? I'm like, being a bartender. Ah. She was just like, at first, not pleased, but she's like, you know what? Yeah, do what you got to do. You yeah. love this and get into the industry and... You know, at that point, I didn't know where I wanted to go in beer. As far I knew, I wanted to be in the brewing industry, and I figured this was my gateway in. Sure, and uh, it just kind of snowballed from there. And Did she know? Like, so leading up to that, though, you were probably in her ear a lot about like, I want to do this, I want to do this. I oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah. absolutely. You guys were brewing mean. probably now. Well, yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, the homebrew equipment had just grown mm-hmm. to 
massive scales and we were cranking out beers every week at home and we were making more beer than we could even drink. Yeah. yeah. I had that, stockpiles <laughs> and stockpiles of beers because we love brewing it. Yeah. And it was a good escape from our day, you know, sure. is to go there and do that. And, and it also allows us to be creative and come up with solutions, you know, um, both me and Mike are really hands on people. So when we were kind of putting together the equipment, we put together, um, our own, like, mash ton we kind of put things together our own work grants we were, we were kind of finding a ways of of using uh, copper tubing to, for chilling and all this type of stuff that we were just kind of putting together and mike would come up with this an idea of like okay well what if i get a cooler and then how would i you know be able to create this i'm like well, what if we did this it was always kind of a collaborative process but when it came to some of the earlier beers i want to point out one of our fa- one of my favorite stories about our earlier days brewing which was the bacon beer Bacon stout. Yeah, we dry hogged it. It was pretty cool. Dry hogged. Yeah, dry hogged. It. it was a dry hogged stout, and it was, it was pretty awesome. Is that what you called it? Yeah, the dry hog stout. Yeah, I mean, so at, at our beginning stages when we started brewing together, I mean, I was inconsistent because at the time I was working, I was going to school full time, and I didn't have as much freedom to go. So whenever I could, I would be there. So like, I would come by to brew with Mike, and he'd have a stockpile of beer. And when we first brewed, one of the things that says while you're brewing, it says, okay, now have a beer. Like in the instructions, it's kind ah, of fun. Yeah, yeah. it's the, the Charlie Papazian, like, you know, school of homebrew where right. it's like, you know, now relax. And it's like, boil this, relax, have a homebrew. Do this, relax, have a homebrew. <laughs> right. So by the time you even get halfway done with the beer, you're shit-faced. Yeah. Like you're just <laughs> trash. You're done. You're done. So that came well, but, but one that's of the by following instructions. Right. right. No, yeah. Yeah. We, we, just, we, we are just trying to learn. Right down the line. <laughs> but I, I think one of the, so while I was going to school, I was getting a, uh, I, I got, I was in. Um, I got a bachelor's in science and psychology. So I was doing that um, during the time we were just kind of throwing things together, and and I was all about the scientific method. You know, make something that's repeatable, making sure that you have all your variables together. And I kept telling Mike, we got to make sure we have all of our variables. He kept looking at me like I was a crazy person. Yeah. Okay, I just want like, to make beer. He's like, I just want to. So he kept saying, well, but yeah, but if we make it really good, well, how we make it again? He's yeah. like, we well, just do what's, it again. What's the alcohol content? Yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> you drink two, and I feel really good. So probably like six percent, six and a half. I don't know. Like I didn't measure anything. I was just about having fun. Yeah. So funny. So for me, I kept telling him like, no scientific method, and then. I didn't brew with him for, I think, just because of school and work and everything. I didn't brew for, like, four months. And then I come back, and it's like he went through a master's class. Next thing I know, he's talking about different bacteria. And I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> like, I don't understand. And he's got new tools. He's got a Play-Doh. He's getting all this. It's like, what is happening right now? So, like, it went from, in a short period of time, it went for this is a fun hobby to, just full in invested. You could see it. Like yeah. there's books, there was podcasts. He knew all these different things. It was such a short shift of time. It was like, you know, you walk away and it's a completely different person with a, with a goatee and a beard. Yeah. It's like, what, how, yeah. what, what did this beer stuff do to you? No, it's beer creates it. Yeah, it you know, does. You start making beer and then, yeah. Yeah. Also, Facial hair starts growing. That's it's right. right. It's spontaneous, though, right? It's, it's a like spontaneous a fermentation. Yeah, it's like remember. he had a couple beers and sneezed, and <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Looks like a wizard. <laughs> so, uh, so what about the bacon beer, though? Like, so you guys, are, like, because you, so obviously, you were experimenting and trying to figure yeah, out. Yeah, that was that hell. was a fun beer. So, I mean, we're doing super small batch homebrew, five gallon batches of beer, and. So we decided to go down to the homebrew store and just get little one-gallon jugs and break mm-hmm. up the five-gallon batch into five one-gallon okay. uh, like little fermenters so we could kind of play with what we were doing. And so we did, we, 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 we did one that we didn't do anything to. That was our control. Mm-hmm. control. We were very yep. scientific. Yeah. We scientific part of it. We <laughs> had our lab coats on and everything. Yep. And so we had our control. Class we did nothing to. Head. And then we had two beers that we... Uh, 
We boiled a bunch of bacon to render as much fat out as we could. You know, got it really, really dry, put it in the oven, and and baked it till it was just damn near burnt. Yeah, yeah. But just get as much fat out as we and can. I think we had two pounds when we did it, and we had like a half pound when we yeah, were done. Yeah, yeah. I think you're it's drinking fine. and you got bacon. You're gonna yeah. eat something. Oh, like I thought you meant by cooking it. No, no, no. no, no, no we just no, ate, we ate it all. <laughs> uh, and so then we took two of the beers and we put like. X amount of like grams of bacon in this one, and X yeah. amount of grams of bacon in this one, and it's all finished beer. It's essentially, at this point. Oh, and the Tarani syrup. And then I was at the grocery store and saw Tarani's bacon syrup, like what you'd get for like Italian sodas and stuff. But I was like, really, bacon flavored syrup? Yeah. And naturally, I took a shot of it, and it's the most repulsive thing <laughs> in the world. Um, Do not I, recommend I, it. But and then we we dosed two of the two of the fermenters uh, with. The Tronies bacon syrup, or and just to see how it all turned so out. So some with like bacon, some actual bacon, break, the, yeah, the, and the, yeah, we, bacon, we, yeah. We, were, we were concerned. We didn't know how all the fats and lipids were going to react. Is sure. the beer going to, you know, get rancid because there's oil in it? And so we tried yeah. to get as much of that fat out as we could. <laughs> Sam's laughing. And, yeah, so, see him like, yeah. <laughs> so and. The Toronto's bacon syrup beer actually came out pretty good. It was pretty believable. Yeah. But, yeah, at the end of the day, the one with the actual, like, oh just bacon in it, it, we took it to a party. We did, like, a bottle share at a friend's house, and we told everyone about it, and they're like, you did what to your beer? <laughs> like, we put bacon in it. And, we were and so excited. It was, it was really, I mean, I mean, a lot of people are familiar with Roush beer, and it was kind of like that. It was just a nice, smoky, a little bit briny, like, stout, and it yeah. was just, it was absolutely amazing i don't know if we could ever do it on a big scale because i was gonna ask if you've done it yeah i'd be i'd still be concerned about shelf stability and sure beer going rancid and yeah, because yeah. It <laughs> as a home yeah. brew if you could burn through it in a couple of days you're fine but yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't think that'll ever happen here but it was fun but yeah. i think that was like the start like if, okay. if for me i think that was like when it was oh we can be not only can we just follow instructions but we get to play yeah. And we get to be cooks and we get to mess around with different ingredients and different hops and, and create something. You know, it's kind of like music. You know, Mike is also a musician. He doesn't like to call himself that, but he is. Yeah. And I own a guitar. I figured with the beard, there's either guitar. beer or like heavy metal guitar player, Dimebag Daryl style. Uh, rest but, in peace, Dimebag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I just took my beer in the brewery for Dimebag. But yeah, so I think that when, when with, with Mike is, is much, more the, much more creative than I am. And, you know, when you're looking at music or you're looking at you, it, things have been done before, but how you take those same notes and create something uniquely different with the different rhythms and so forth, doing the same thing with beer. Yeah, there's a lot of ingredients. They've all been used before, but not sure. in the same way. Yeah. And how do you make that uniquely different? And that's something I think that, that correlates between the two of them. There's definitely a, a connection. How do you think you guys have done that uh, to, up to this point with, with the brewery itself? I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but and we'll get back into the start of the actual brew itself but how do you think is that a, a, a core concept for you guys to to have that experimentation i mean like right now i'm having a hoppy saison which is something you don't really see yeah we, we do we absolutely lot. love to experiment uh i i get a little nervous sometimes about what i'm gonna like crank out and how things are gonna work uh, we don't do pilot batches okay uh we we have a really nice like brew magic sabco like brew system we can do half barrel batches you know homebrew size batches and experiments mainly a coat hanger right and now. <laughs> it holds some extension cords yeah, and so it mainly used that for education for the bartenders and brewers that work here now okay. and kind of teach them and get them but uh 
So when we go and do a batch of beer, we just jump in with both feet. Okay. And we never do any kind of pilot batches. We're just like, yeah, this is going to taste good. Let's do it. If it sucks, then we'll dump it. And luckily, we haven't had to dump anything yet. It's all turned out really good. Okay. Uh, like through the whole... Yeah, two years. You guys, two years, right? Two years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we just had our. We haven't had a, any kind of party, but yeah, uh, February third was our, our nice. two anniversary. So hey. we just we just rolled over two years. And we've also made the commitment too. If a beer comes out that's bad, we won't serve it. Like it will go. It will go down. We'll just take okay. it home and drink it ourselves. Sure. <laughs> there you go. I didn't say where it was going to go we'll, down. We'll I said it was going to go down and take it home. But uh, you know, uh. but you know, kind of to your question, there is there is a piece of that too where. You know, one thing that that we really want to hold true to is that if we call something a saison, or if we call something an IPA, or something like that, that it's going to be that. It's the the the, the base of that will be that tradition. Yeah. Okay, and I, it'll I'm be really into it to brewing classic styles, okay. and so I try to stay pretty true, which can be kind of boring sometimes. Okay, uh, I, we've just started to break out of that a little bit more and get a little more out there. But for me, it's like, you know, if you make a chocolate stout, I want it to be a stout with chocolate, not yeah. like drinking a Hershey's candy bar. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But exactly. people will buy the hell out of a Hershey's candy bar. <laughs> Fuck yeah, they will. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, all right. So it's, it's been definitely a learning process that's like we're in the process. We're in the business of selling beer, not making beer. And so it's pushing us to, like, do more fun experimentations and get kind of crazy with things. Uh and through collaborations with other breweries, and I can't say much about this, but next week with the Smash Beer Festival, uh, we're going to have a, a doozy coming out. Meaning, and like, I just you, you don't want to give out the se- – like, it, it's, 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 it's a competition. It's, oh, okay. it's a blind okay. competition. Okay. And so we can't say much, but – it pushed our level of creativity to the limit. Oh, it's, yeah, really? It's, it's going to be so really good. cool. It, and, and getting into sours now and doing some stuff. We have, like, the, the prickly pear uh, sour uh, and the pomegranate watermelon sour, the cucumber mint sour. Just getting into more, like, you know, different different things. And we have now Nick, who is our, like, kind of our main brewer now, is starting to come into doing his own recipes, which has been really awesome because yeah. I'm very... I don't want to say one trick pony, but like I have my style. Okay. I, I brew a beer and you know I made it. It's it's, yeah. it's in my wheelhouse. And so him coming up with recipes now is really cool because I'm having mm-hmm. to sit back and go, I don't know about this, but yeah. okay. And then he makes a beer and it's just a hit. And, and you got trust in him to, to yeah, be able yeah, to yeah, execute yeah, it. He, yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, he's been brewing with us for almost a year now. Okay. And uh, with no commercial experience. You know, yeah. Abbott, you guys were the first, like, uh, the first, like, was, I mean, a homebrew. Like, yeah, he was an homebrew. avid homebrewer. Yeah. And he just he just loved beer. And he was kind of like, he reminded me of, of me. Uh, he just wants to get into it. And he just jumped in with both feet. And he's just absolutely amazing at yeah. what he does. And so he's been coming up with some cool recipes that I was like, eh, I don't know about that. He's like, yeah. no, I'll just do it. And we do it. And I'm like, all right, you were right. Yeah. That was delicious. I, I just want to point out that's all it takes to convince Mike. No, let's do it. And it's done. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's usually not that easy for me. But we do have you know, one of his beers, and hopefully get a chance to try it, which is Snowshoes. He, he came up with that winter ale. And it's I like it a lot. I like it. It's yeah, a that, that's beer. a it's a different kind of beer. Yeah. It's a 
different than we, we've ever made as far as you and, know, and even open. just for the style he mm-hmm. wanted to make a winter beer like you know and it's pretty common like big ABV these big boozy winter beers and he's like no I want something easy drinking yeah and he's an Irish guy so he's like I want to I want to like speak to my people <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh, so I thought that was just alcohol uh, yeah pretty right. much pretty much <laughs> yeah and so so at the heart of the beer he took like a really awesome Irish red recipe that he designed ah. and like as to use his term he winterized it and added some like really cool spices to it and gave it a really without cool, over spicing yeah and it's just got this really yeah. nice allspice character so you get that mm-hmm. you know clove and cinnamon nutmeg kind of thing going on and it's not over the top and it's like and it's like under five percent yeah and so you yeah. can like have a couple of them mm-hmm and it's it's a, it's a fun beer. That'll have to be my next one. And it was yeah. it's, it's nothing that I ever would have thought of to do. Like it's not my style. Yeah, you know, it's nothing that's like groundbreaking. But it's like I, I wouldn't have made that. That's yeah. not how I think. So, I think with with him coming on and doing more and more beers, and we kind of have another guy Cole who's up and coming and starting to learn a little bit about the back. Yeah. You're gonna see some vastly different beers coming out of us. It's almost I, like those guys are bringing you back to what guy you guys started mm-hmm. in this. Yeah. You know they're. Exp- exp- experimentation yeah. piece yeah. of things. They're, they're definitely still on that homebrewers mentality. And, and that's one thing that I never want to lose because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I will always be a, a homebrewer mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And that's one of the things when, when you kind of, when you stop homebrewing, kind of get into the business side of it that I think that can get lost really easily is that you have to have your core beers, your commons that you make all the time for the restaurants and for the tap rooms and so forth. But you got to have space to be creative you know, because otherwise you lose that love of what got you here in the first place. Sure. So, yeah. you know, that's that's one of the nice things that we get to see. Smile, I'm taking a picture. Uh, I was wondering what he's doing. I'm yeah. like, is he, is he, does he think we can't see him doing that? <laughs> Don't tell him. No one would have known. <laughs> it's fine. If Papa Ross said anything. It's just fine. taking some pictures. <laughs> so, all right, so let's backtrack he a little bit. He's invisible. Guys are, <laughs> like, Sorry. I can see you doing that right there. Uh, so you guys are homebrewing. Things are you now. You're gonna you're starting to work a tap and bottle. Yeah. Great spot too, right? I mean, you got you know oh, yeah. Rebecca and Scott that are I mean two of my favorite people. Just amazing, yeah. amazing people. Love awesome. love beer. Then the beer Very community respects them mm-hmm. so much. Yeah. Um, and so how does where does it go from there? Then so all right, you quit your job now. You're so I quit and, my job. Yeah. And actually, when when I sat down and interviewed with Rebecca for the first time, the first time I ever met her, I you know she probably the most informal interview I've ever had in my life. I yeah. mean, the tapping bottle is in shambles. It's still doing construction, and there's just crap everywhere. And she's like, so, you know, why do you want to work here? Like, why here? Why now? And so I told her, I said, I kind of told her my story. Like, I've been working for Canon for 14 years. I'm like, I'm done. I hate it. I love beer. I'm ready just to throw everything out and jump in with both feet into what I love. And that's pretty much the extent of our conversation. And then after that, she gave me a tour of, of Tap and Bottle and like showed me, like, oh, this is going to be that, and this is going to be this. And so what she had said, she's like, you are exactly where I was when I decided yeah. to open this. And, and, I, and I didn't lie to her at all, because when she asked the, the typical question, where do you see yourself in five years? Where are you going to be? I was like, oh, geez, here we go. And I, I wasn't going to blow smoke up her ass. I was like, in five years... Honestly, I want to open a brewery. That's where I want to be in five years. And yeah. I want this to help me to do it. And I thought maybe I just shot myself in the foot. But she loved it. Yeah. And so I started working there um, and worked there for 
four years and six months. Okay. Before she kicked me out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get yeah. Out. yeah, no, she no, she really did. It's like uh, cooking in, in like the best the way. Bird we, out of the nest. We, yeah. No, we started getting hit in the four year mark and she was she she pushed and pushed and pushed and she's like how is the brewery gone? What are you no, doing? What are nice. you doing? You don't need to be here. You said five years. You want a brewery. And there was one night in particular, I remember we were closing up the bar. It was probably 1230, 1 o'clock in the morning. And we're sitting there having our beer after work. And she's like, all right, here we go. Grab your laptop. Let's form a company right now. She's like, let's go onto the Corporation Commission website. Let's form an LLC and let's make your brewery. She's you're like, like yeah. She's like, you're not doing <laughs> shit. Let's do this. And so we literally sat there in the tap room of Tap and Bottle, and we, her and I, formed the LLC. No and shit. And she was, other than my my wife, was the biggest driving force in getting this to happen. Mm-hmm. And as things got closer, and we were, you know, progressing. She, uh, you know, by that point, by the time she kind of started shoving me out the door, we, yeah. had, we had secured this building. We had okay. a lease. We were doing construction. Yeah. And uh, I was uh, part of the leadership at Tap and Bottle. Okay. Um, I was one of like the, they, like one of the chef leaders, you know, and, 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 you know, with that came a lot of extra responsibility. And she pulled me aside one day and we had a meeting. She's like, I need you to stop. I need you to step back. I'm like, why? What'd I do? Like, did I screw up? I'm like, I'm I'm doing a good job. And she's like, no, you're focusing too much on this job and not enough on what you're doing. So she's like, I just want you to be, come and do be a bartender. Yeah. And she's like, we're going to give your, your responsibilities to someone else. And at the time I was kind of hurt and kind of pissed about it. I was like, are you kidding me? Like I thought I did a really damn good job, but it was her way of saying, you're not doing enough. You, you have your own dream and your dream isn't being a bartender at tap and bottle your whole life. And so she was absolutely instrumental in pushing me out the door to make, so like, so we could focus on this like Mm -hmm. full time and we could really like dedicate a lot more hours to getting this done. That's huge, man. It's huge for an employer to, to encourage that, you know, like, yeah, so her, her and Scott are two of the most amazing people. I mean, I know, and definitely the best employers I've ever had in my life. They were absolutely incredible. But she also recognized talent and cultivating talent is something that, Mm. that she definitely saw that she wanted to do. Meaning what, like, what do you mean? Well, when you have someone who is so the thing, the thing, there's a lot of steps. There's a lot of things in there that, that he doesn't like to brag about. But while he was there. I love to brag. What are you talking about? Okay. He's being <laughs> he's weird right now is what I'm saying. Um, so, I'm taking selfies of all of us is what I'm doing. I know. It's freaking me out. So um, what, one of the things that, that, that happened at this process is that he never stopped that dream too. And the thing that I noticed was um, like I used, I would go downtown and I'd go visit him at, at the, at tap and bottle and he would show me a new beer, a new style. And I kept learning with him. Right. And at a certain point there was a, that through this process, this was always the goal. And so he was also getting his Cicerone, right. He taking it to another level and getting a Cicerone level two. Right? Certified Cicero. I mean, I Certified don't know. Cicero. Well, there's a beer server. Yeah, which the, is the, like the Cicero program is is weird. I, I don't know. like I, saying level one, level two, level three. I it's actually, but yeah, yeah so, Certified Cicero. So I'm certified yeah. the first sure. level. So yeah, level so, one, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's I, funny I because technology because, space. Because, that's because how we do. It. Some people one, get all kind of get all pissy about. It. You're like, well, I'm yeah. a level one Cicero, and like some people will get real pissy. Like, no, you're not. You're a beer server. There's a difference. Well, I apologize to the Cicero community for my mistake. I I don't care. But yeah. So yeah. So I went. 
um, through. His name is Sam Krauk. So, but I mean, so getting that too was a huge step. And I think right when that was done it, for, for Rebecca, it was like, okay, now you've got all of the tools in your, in your toolbox to kind of keep going. So she saw what he was doing. He kept getting better and better. And she was, like I said before, kind of cultivating his talent. She was giving him more capabilities and, and more and more things to do. So when he got a Cicerone and uh, when we opened this place, I mean, or before we opened this place, it's like she saw that he has all the right stuff to do it, you know? And, yeah. you know, and I think that also as an employer, having someone um, with all with all that capability and then keeping them there knowing that they want to do something else you know, that's, yeah. not, that's not going to long term that's not going to be a good thing so sure. I have just the most upper, most respect for Scott and Rebecca I mean they've been nothing but kind to us and being a big advocate and promoter and obviously the relationship that they have is huge so yeah, yeah they're amazing what, I think that's part of the the whole Arizona beer community in general is just working together, not against Jeez, each other, yeah. not necessarily the, you know, the competition piece, but, but rather like, so true. yeah, like, like you all and, and Rebecca's, um, relationship, kind of how that evolved and you guys are pushing each other to, you know, do better, be better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a key part of, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, I mean, man. Arizona beer in general. I come from a, the, the, a very rough corporate world and it's still kind of what my day job is. And when I started working in, in doing stuff with the brewery community, it was it's such a night and day difference to how people are, are – it is a community. That term is true. So when we were starting, people giving us advice, you know, wanting to do collaborative beers, wanting us to, to try different things um, and also share ideas. That is something that you don't typically see in, or I've never seen in any other space but this one. Even in a way you can say we're competitors, but it's still – we're trying we're all trying to uplift the industry together and it's such a cool thing you know that we're so open and, and everyone everyone is wanting everybody to succeed it's just, a, it's just an awesome thing to, to experience from one side of the world of business to the side it's, 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 so cool. it's us against InBev not against each other pretty much yeah, yeah. pretty much <laughs> we're, we're, all, we're all trying to kill InBev and like yeah. we, we don't care you know like Tucson's got you know over a million people in Tucson in the outlying areas. There's plenty yeah. of beer for craft beer drinkers, yeah. there's, and there's plenty. Yeah. Of, there's plenty of market yeah. for us to to all hit and, and attack. And we're still in Tucson. I think we're like three percent of the market if we're yeah. lucky. Yeah, if we're lucky. So it's like yeah. there's a whole lot of market share out there yeah. that we can take over without having to kill each other. So, yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, yeah. we we well, we're good friends with every brewery in Tucson. We're all good buddies, mm-hmm. and we all help each other out constantly. You yeah, know, we're we're sharing supplies and we'll get a call saying hey do you have some hops we can buy off you can we borrow this can we do that and you know constantly it's like there's no reason to fight each other yeah, yeah. nothing all... gained by that at yeah. all in this yeah. community nothing yeah. well i mean and, and also from uh, i mean uh if you want to look at it from a um selfish standpoint right and, and not saying that that's a perspective that rebecca looks at but she's like hey this guy's gonna start a brewery it's another local brewery that's going to open up, and we can represent him on our taps. You know, and like, they do. That, yeah, and they do. And, yep. and also, uh, there was a beer made in her honor called Trucker Hats and Fanny Packs. Uh, I love that. Oh, beer. really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's, we, there's. We were uh, nervous about that beer. We came up with the name, and, and one of the quirky things that I just I love about her is almost no matter what she's doing, what like it doesn't matter the occasion. She could be. You know, hanging out of the tap room or going to a wedding. It's almost like that's just part of her uniform. She ha- she will wear a trucker hat and have a fanny pack. She's just, like, awesome that way. And, like, she just gives no fucks about anything because she just wants to just be her. Yeah. And one of my good buddies used to always kind of joke 
when and and if Rebecca ever hears this, I hope this doesn't offend her as well. But we'd always kind of like rib, like you know, rib her a little bit, and you know, he'd be like, "Oh look, there's a trucker hat and fanny pack, trucker hat and fanny." Every time she walked in the room, look again, trucker hat and fanny pack. Yeah. And so we wanted to really do like like uh, a tribute to her, and like for all that she did for us. And so we wanted to, we were talking about just amongst ourselves about doing a collaboration with with her yeah. and tap and bottle. And uh, so my buddy Brian was just like, "Well, you got to call it trucker hats and fanny packs." <laughs> I'm like, "I don't know how we're going to bring that up to her. Like, either she's going to love it, or she's never going to speak to us again." <laughs> and so there was one night we were doing a tap takeover at at a tap and bottle, and uh, the beer was flowing, so we were all feeling pretty okay. And uh, one of our guys that works here is like, "So, Rebecca." We want to make a beer with you. We want to call it trucker hats and fanny packs in honor of you. And she just started to tear up. And she's like, that's so absolutely amazing. Like, oh, my God. And so we're like, okay, whew, yeah. we got that one. <laughs> she likes it. She realizes we're not like we're, we're, we're teasing her, but in the most loving way. Sure. Like, she's absolutely yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, and uh, so, yeah, we collaborate on a recipe. Uh, and the beer, the beer was great. It was, you know, we wanted to do something that kind of reflected what yeah, we both love. Uh, we settled on a style which was actually a hazy pale ale. We wanted to do something oh, a little bit, a little bit less alcohol, yeah. something because we're all about like beers you can have more than one of here. So if you notice, like our most, you look at our tap list, like you're hard pressed to find a beer over six and a half percent. It rarely happens. Mm-hmm. So we're like, okay, a hazy pale ale, and then we. Each picks our fra- favorite hops. So, like, my favorite hop is Mosaic. I love Mosaic hops. I just don't know what it is about those hops. I love them. I use them every chance I can get. And almost, I mean, it's, if it's a hoppy beer, you can pretty much guarantee there'll be some Mosaic in that beer. Mm-hmm. And then for her, it was Nelson. So we did a, a, we, we did a hazy pale ale with Nelson and Mosaic, and it just it came out just amazing. It was killer. Yeah. And she was awesome. She made, she had, she she was handling all the all the graphic design, and she had hats made for stickers. Yeah, and stickers. I feel like I remember that yeah. now. Now that you say that, yeah. yeah. So it was it was it was awesome, and I would love to do that beer again with yeah, them. We should. It was a lot of fun. I don't want, I don't want to do it without them. Yeah. So we should make it like an annual thing. Yeah. An annual trucker hats and fanny packs of some kind. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun. I'd be in. I'm coming right? to drink. Yeah. yeah, awesome. See, there we go. We got at least one customer. Max will be here, too. Oh, yeah. yeah okay, we got two. Wouldn't miss it for the world. We can move, we can move we can mountains now. Yeah. Well, so, all right. So, now you're, you're a tap and bottle. Rebecca sits you down. She reprimands you and she says, me damn, out. damn it. Yeah. So, but by this time, you said you'd already secured this place. Yes. And, and with Sam as your partner? Yes. Like, you guys knew, like, hey, we're going into this as... as yeah, well, yeah well, I mean, we kind of skipped over how we already, this all came to be, but yeah, so <laughs> yeah. By, by the, <laughs> fill let's, in the blanks later. Well, let's go back a little bit then. Okay. Yeah, like, so how did it, how did it come to be to, for you guys? So my day job, um, I do a lot of business consulting for governments and, and so forth. Um, and I, I work governments? In, governments, yeah. I work of in the, the world? world. I, no, of the world. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> State and local primarily. Okay. And I work, uh, and I, and I work uh, in the wireless. <laughs> <laughs> I, I work for a wireless company, so okay. um, I would go and consult with like you know how to move their technology and so forth. And prior to that, I did a lot of business consulting for small and medium businesses. Um, and yes, I do have a degree in, in psychology, so it makes no sense. <laughs> um, uh, but so when uh, I was doing that, and Mike was going through this process, I would we would look over I would look over his uh, business plan and what he was doing, and I was always planning on being an investor of some kind. Well, as corporations do. They reorganized 
It's a nice can. way to say uh, that. So they gave me an option. I could stay and take this job or I could take a severance package of, of, for the time I'd worked there. And um, I think as most corporate employees, I'm like, I'll take that severance. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Peace out. <laughs> and um, through that process, Mike was in, in, in transition with the business partner he was initially starting up with. And things weren't necessarily going the way they were supposed to. And there's just challenges getting the name trademarked and so forth. And, and I was at a point where I was like, you know, I don't want to necessarily go back and work in the corporate world for the rest of my life. Okay. Pretty um, much, it pretty much came down to yeah. I was struggling to find investors and I was broke. And Sam was struggling to find a job, and he had money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's way, way, way shorter that's, way of that's saying. That's a short it. answer. That's he a short like, answer. He was like, "You need a partner. I have money." And he's like, "But I never. Let's, let's I do this. I didn't really say. Well, I didn't say that I wanted. I was like, I was still wanting to invest. And Mike's like, "Why don't we just do it?" Well, well initially, yeah. I told him to like take a flying leap. This. Just uh, give I, me the money and go. No, no. I told oh. him I didn't want his money. Oh, really? But initially, he yeah. pr- Sam approached me because yeah. he was like, you know, let's do this. Like, I believe in this dream. We, yeah. we, and, and, and literally, we were the, we brewed our first batch of beer together in yeah. my kitchen. So it was yeah. it, it was kind of like just like serendipitous that it, that it happened kismet. this way. It was kismet. That's and, word, kismet. But it really it, it made me like when the reality was there and it was like, okay, here's a guy, you know, and one of my longest running friends been friends for 25 years is saying, yeah, I'm willing to invest pretty much everything that I have into your dream. I was like, no, I don't want to, I don't want that. And I, I because I, of the weight, because, because I, I, did, I mean, and I bring t- it up by the way daily. Yeah. 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 Cause he, he holds it over <laughs> my why. head every that's why. minute. Uh, no, because honestly, and not to be corny or cheesy, I, and I told Sam this, I'm like, are we, our friendship is more important to me than money. And yeah. if money comes between friends, if this, if this falls apart, our friendship could fall apart. Yeah. And I'm like, so you can keep your damn money. I'll figure it out. And it wasn't, and it was multiple conversations had happened where Sam was like, dude, I, I believe in this. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. He's like, it's my risk to take. It's, it's, it's my money. Like, it's not on you. And, and he's like, you didn't come solicit me for this. This is what I, I believe in. And so ultimately it was like, okay, let's do this. And, yeah. but I mean, I think it, initially- just, it was just, it was a scary prospect to say, you know, yeah. I'm going to take all my friends money and we're going to make a business. And yeah. it's like, if this falls apart, then we're no longer friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at, at, the, at the time there was there was a there was again it was it was under a different name, different concept. So was it flux. That was more yeah, flux. flux. Yeah. And then we had the whole trademark debacle where we couldn't right. secure flux. So I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. That's and, interesting. And at the time, it was more of me being an investor. Okay. And then when all of that debacle happened, it was then Mike's. Well, why don't we just do it? And then it turned into like, okay, now it's fifty fifty. Let's just go. Let's make this happen. And. The thing about it was, it's not. It, it Mike is very. Um, Mike should be a salesperson because the way he talks about Harbottle and, and his idea and so forth, it's it's hard not to get pulled into it. But I also believe in it. I also want to be my own boss. I also do not want to live in the corporate world forever. I do not want to continue to do that. Um, and this is like such a perfect opportunity because I like beer. I like this idea. I like working with the community. I like people. Yeah. So it's like everything that I like wrapped into one. And, um, and I was in a good place to do it at the time, you know? Yeah. And so 
so we we decided to take this journey together. I mean, and not to mention knowing him as long as I have. I mean, he's the I, I don't know anyone else really longer than him, and I know his quirkiness and his his uh, his attitude shifts as he knows mine. So well, that was one of the yeah one of the big things yeah. is that we've been friends since we were fourteen years old. So it's like he knows all the skeletons in my closet. Yeah. I know his. There's yeah. no secret. I like, put sure. some in there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and we buried some together. Yeah, you know, we, you store oh, each other. So, but know, there's, oh, but there were those those good old days. <laughs> but there's absolutely no surprises because literally, I mean, we've been like best friends since yeah. we were in, in high school. So sure, we were 14 years old, 15 yeah. years old. We were roommates. So like for like, just to put it in perspective, like when we both 18 years old, 18 year old, apartment. yeah, first apartment was me and him. So, yeah. I mean, that was. So we've that was like we've, what three years ago? That was like three years ago, exactly. I feel like, yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like if you can make it through being a roommate with somebody, you can own a business with them. I feel like I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's my... you, you can't necessarily cuddle at work, right. but yeah, it's <laughs> right. very similar. Wait, did I say that? <laughs> well, they're cuddling now. I need to get this on video. <laughs> Damn, they, they can't see that on the microphones. I don't think that Woo-hoo. was cuddling. That was audio uh, doesn't that pick was, that up. Yeah. Good morning to me, canoodling. Yeah. But I mean, so uh, I mean, you uh, can see that we have. A genuine dialogue and yeah. I think that's important too because there are times when when you know during this process like I uh, you know Mike would be kind of like you know at, at the at the edge of the precipice you know deciding to leap off or not and, like this morning yeah like this morning and yeah. I'll talk him down and there are times when I'm at the edge of the precipice going and he'll talk me down so yeah. you know and we keep lifting each other up we're going to have bad days we're going to have great days to celebrate but if for the bad days if we're not together in those bad days then it makes everything else meaningless when you succeed together. So you have to be able to be a partnership. And that is such an important thing to be able to do that. So that's something that we knew that going in, we would be able to, be able to support each other to do it and just go with it. And, yeah. and that's I think we've done a fairly good job of that. Hopefully. Think Sugar Plum? Well, <laughs> sure thing, Sweet Tits. Well, Thanks. Tits. Ah, man, I was hoping for a Sweet Tits in this episode. But <laughs> Check. We're going to do a collaboration. We're going to call it Sweet Tits. Oh, uh, I'm down. Tap yes. that AZ Sweet Tits. Yeah, let's do it. A- AZ Podcast. <laughs> yeah. Hard bottom Sweet Tits. AZ Sweet Tits. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, so, all right, so so this guy comes. He's got a pocket full of money, and you're like, yeah, hell yeah, I can let now. But, Pretty much. Yeah. I would think also, I mean, just, just for from, his money. Yeah, yeah, we all do. We all do. Uh, I feel so used. You brought also the. I mean, you're a business consultant, right? So, do, do you do you have a good business acumen, Mike? Like, are you a business minded, or is that where Sam really comes in? I make beer. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it's me too, man. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Like, my no. business partner is no, the one that understands is, the. the when when we that. open this, I'm like, oh yeah, it's gonna be awesome. We're gonna own a brewery. We're gonna do all this stuff, and and it's the least of what we do. It's so much just paperwork and nonsense. Yeah. So, I mean, I do now. I have a good sense of business, mm-hmm. but I didn't two okay. years ago. In, in, and it was yeah. utterly shocking. I was like, we're just going to make beer and sell beer. What's so hard about that? <laughs> yeah. And I had no idea that it's like, I mean, I knew brewing from being, you know, been brewing for years. I'm like, okay, well, it's 90% cleaning. It's 5% paperwork. Uh, probably 1% brewing and like 4% just like. In the fetal position in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's fairly true. And, they and, call that and the fetal four. Let me also clarify that my my consulting was mainly with technology. Okay. So there's not a whole lot of technology in this. This yeah. is a surprise, everybody. Yeah. Uh, this has nothing to do with it. Has, the so. process hasn't along. changed in it like 12,000 no, years. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. That, so yeah. so it, 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 and I think at any time when, when anyone like, gets a new job, they think, oh, I can walk in. It's going to be easy. No problem. Oh, yeah. Like a wake up call can smack yeah. it damn hard, <laughs> right. and you learn a lot. And I think that every day, 
is a learning experience and nothing is the same. It's not repeatable. It's like, yeah, there is, there are some steps that are repeated. There are things that are the same, but it's always in, in transition. There's always something new, a yeah. new hurdle or a new, a new win that happens. And it's awesome. I was going to say, that's what makes it so exciting, mm-hmm. right? Like it's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know, man, from, from the, my process of doing this, you know, these things on my own, uh, I've just learned that you gotta, you gotta love the process of it, right? You gotta love the whole process of all the shit that you gotta go through of the, you know, doing the minuscule things, like mm-hmm. doing spreadsheets and all this kind of stuff. Cause that's what you're in 95% yeah. of the time. Like you're, you're in the, you know, like if you want to make a great beer, right? Your end goal is to make the cucumber derby, cucumber mint sour ale, right? Yeah. Between your idea to make that to where that's up on the board. Th- a lot that, of steps. So many steps, right? Mm-hmm. And if you, if you're only, I don't know what I figured out is if your only goal is like, dude, that's, that's the that's my goal. That's the only thing that's going to bring me any joy is when I do this. Well, what about all the other shit you got to do in between? You got to yeah. You got to have yeah. some sort of joy. You might not be your favorite things, but mm-hmm. you got to enjoy that process. Yep. Um, so you guys decided you're going to be partners. Mm-hmm. At this point, you said it was Flux? It was, it was Flux Brewing Company. Um, and, and that actually came about... F-L-U-C-K-S? I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, that would be way... Actually, we probably could have gotten away with that. Shit, where were you where, four God. years ago? <laughs> Uh, I Thanks got no idea, guys. to give. <laughs> so, no, that actually came up, uh, that name came about, uh, we were having a conversation with uh, John Eckeson from, uh, formerly from Iron John's Brewing, but he's just like a, a good friend and a brewing celebrity. Your phone's talking in the corner, I think. Somebody uh, was? Was that a person? Uh, but uh, <laughs> we, we were having a conversation, and we were just kind of just having some beers at Tap and Bottle, and he was just like, so, like, what's your, like, vision? What's, like... What's kind of like your what you see the brewery and and the one thing that we really wanted to focus on is really you know having a couple core beers but really just kind of being really go with the flow and seeing you know following trends and and just experimentation and just being really just like fluid and just like the beer industry is extremely just dynamic it, it can be you know Five years ago, it was all about white IPAs, and thank God, yeah. thank God those are gone. <laughs> you don't like the white IPAs? Oh my God, thank God those are gone. But it's like, but just, but being able, just like, you know, just being small enough that we could really just pick up and just change directions and, and just go wherever the market goes and wherever sure. the trends go, and and be able to make like re- like relevant beer. Yeah, and and we were kind of just talking back and forth and somewhere in the conversation, you know, it was just like, you know, just kind of always being like in the state of flux and just John just like stopped the conversation. Yeah. And he was like, that's what you should call the brewery. Just flux. And I didn't hate it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So we actually pulled out a laptop and did a quick uh, search on the trade on the U S whatever PTO trademark office. Uh, website nothing hit right away, so we ran yeah. with it and we, you know, contacted a trademark attorney and started going with it. And we were going for six, eight months with the name Flux, and okay. we, we had T-shirts and swag and stickers and you know our website and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden, we get a cease and desist letter from this asshole winery in California, which I won't name because there's no reason to mention Mark Held wineries. Don't name them. You can bleep Google that it. out if you want. I don't care. You can, you can, you I'm can, actually going to make the volume on that one higher. You can, like, yeah, yeah. But, uh, I bleep that. But, uh, <laughs> and so we, we, like got, you. we got this cease and desist for the use of the name, and so I contacted our attorney, and I was like, you know, can we have a conversation? And he was like... 
you don't want me to have that conversation. He's like, an attorney calls him, he's going to clam up. He's like, the best thing you can do is you call him. Okay. They're a small winery in Napa. As, were they named that? It wasn't Flux. No. The name wasn't Flux. Yeah. But okay. they, they had a Flux line. But they had okay. a brand new red wine that came out. was called Flux Red. Yeah. And they were starting to do like a whole Flux series of wines in California. And I, I get brand identity. I, I know I understand defending your trademarks and all that. But like, you're a small winery in Napa. We're a small brewery in Tucson. If people really can't figure out that beer and wine are two different beverages, then you're kind of an idiot. <laughs> Wait, what? But, <laughs> they're different? But the but, but the that's tra- the that's the wine community though. But they're the trade, real dumb, but, right? and, and, and <laughs> the trademark, yeah, in the trademark it's office. I want to bleep that too. <laughs> Yeah, because I got a good friend that knows a winery. I picked a couple of them. But, uh, and so I, did, I, I reached out to him and I spoke to him in person, and he was relatively reasonable. You know, yeah. I'm not going to badmouth the guy. He was, he was a hard ass, but I get it. It's his brand. Sure. And at the end of the day, he, we came to the agreement that he would not, he would, he would sign an agreement that he would not sue us for the name but we could not trademark it he would defend his trademark and would not let us trademark the name but even though it didn't come up in the search or like it, so it, even though it didn't come up in the search okay but he had fi- he has he, it. He, yeah, had, yeah, he, he had filed for okay, it okay. and, and it, it's 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 there now he owns the trademark on, on that and so ultimately you know i was like if we can't get if we can't have the trademark and actually own the name there's no reason because in 20 yeah. years from now, God willing, we're still here. Someone could come after us. We and, are going to be here in yeah. 20. And, and, Absolutely. And yeah. We got. I got a. I got a call one day from the attorneys at Allagash Brewing Company, and I sent them to voicemail. And I the, the attorney left a voicemail about, "Hey, we want to talk to your like intentions and use of the word flux. We have a trademark on that." And they called multiple times, and I just, nope, I don't want to. <laughs> I'm like, Allagash is a big deal. They're, yeah. a big, they're a big brewery. They make awesome beer. And I'm yep. like, and if I'm just this little nobody in Tucson, why the hell is Allagash trying to call me? Yeah. And so finally. Kind of flattered, but also scared. Ter- yeah. Terrified. <laughs> and so finally, after like the third or fourth time they called, my wife was just like, babe, you got to call them. You can't just bury your head in the sound. Yeah. Like, you have to find out what the hell they want to talk to you about. So I call him back, and I get one of the owners of Allagash and their lead attorney on the phone. And they were like, yeah, just like, you know, it was almost like sitting down with, like, a dad when you take his daughter on a date yeah. for the first time. Like, so what are your intentions? And I was like, yeah, I promise I'll have her home at a decent hour. I don't know. <laughs> your intentions? You don't know. I'm like, you don't I, want just, to. I just want to make beer. And, they were, and, and it speaks volumes to the craft beer industry mm-hmm. because I was terrified for no reason. Yeah. And I had the owner of Allagash literally sit there and say, all right, like, we're not here to jam you up. Like, this is beer. And if you can agree, because it, it, they, they have a beer called Fluxus. It's their anniversary beer. Okay. But so, Fluxus. So Fluxus, Fluxus is Latin for right. flux. And if you change the language, it, it doesn't change the, the, the trademark. Ah, so interesting. You, okay. Yeah, so you could, you could have, you can translate a word into Spanish. It doesn't matter. If it means if someone has a trademark on the English equivalent. So if I tap that AZ and I change it to Spanish. I still have trademark on the Spanish version yes. of. You how would you tra- change that to Spanish? How would you, Max? Do you know Spanish? <laughs> no say, Max. No. What is <laughs> tap no that? Tap and that. Like, we're tap. gonna figure it out. We're yeah. gonna figure out. Max, Google Max knows. Tap that sound. Yeah, no. But <laughs> it, it spoke. It spoke volumes I don't know to if you Google the, tap the that. caliber of people like yeah. at Allagash were. So they we 
agreed that if as long as we never just call a beer Flux, yeah, because they have a beer called Flux. So your brewery name, they were, so they were like, you, you can name your brewery yes, Flux, just, just don't name a beer and, and Flux. They, and they said, we can make Flux IPA. We yeah, can make perfect. Flux Red. We could do anything we wanted. Just don't call a beer nothing but straight Flux. flux. Just straight Flux. Okay. Yeah. And, and in turn, in the, the contract, they said, we will never open a brewery and call it Flux. I'm yeah. Like, well, why would you? But okay. And <laughs> Thank so you. Thank you. Yeah. I agreed to those terms. And the attorney was like, okay, we'll send you over a contract. We'll mail you a contract. And about four days later... Wait, wow. The, oh, the, now your phone's talking. I just want to point Shut out up, that we, we no all watched that Google was listening. He never <laughs> once said Google. So, okay, no one's talking to you. <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Right now, this I is think Google is now just alerted. alerted. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, and it's like telling me everything about contract law. Shut Coming full up. circle on the tap that AZ yeah, okay. in Espanol. Toca eso. Arizona. Yeah, there you go. Oh, dude, so that, you by have, the way, that trademarks. sounds awesome. I think it really does. Toca eso Arizona? Especially when Max says it. Like, you know, Can we get the, one more time, Max? Toca eso Arizona. <laughs> Max is a Latin knower. I'm a Latin knower. He's, I'm a Spanish knower. He's knower just, of all. Tucson, born and raised. Yeah. He's all got, three of you guys. All three of us. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Well, where are you from? Ohio. Oh, okay. yeah. No one cares. No one cares. <laughs> At least the three of us don't. You saw I tried to play game. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> he was going to say, yeah. oh, well, you're that's from nice. Oh, that's cool. Well, you're from, from Ohio. Oh, yeah. I'm, Ohio. From, oh. I'm from Ohio. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, all right. So Flux, you can you can have a brewery yeah. named Flux. Just don't name it yeah. beer, Flux. And so a, a few a few weeks or a few days go by, and I get a knock at the door, and it's UPS. Yeah. And I open the door, and there is a massive box on my front porch. I'm like, what? I didn't order anything. What the hell is this? And I look at it, and it's from Allagash. Yeah. And cool. so I open up the box, and on top of the box is the coexistence agreement to sign. Okay. And in the box is like a 10-year vertical of their Fluxus Ale bombers of this t-shirts glassware i'm like and that's that's how breweries should do. i mean what a sure and that's they were awesome. like awesome and then there was a letter from the owners saying hey you know when you get up and running let's talk about doing collaboration maybe we'll come to tucson maybe you'll come up here to you know they're in maine maine, maine. yeah uh, up to maine and i was like like that's awesome like yeah they, they had no fucks to give about yeah, like no flux, no flux, no, flux. no. zero fluxes, and zero so, fluxes to well, give. And we actually had talked about making a beer in honor of the winery, just called saying "Go fluck yourself," Go fluck yeah. yourself. <laughs> which we uh, haven't done. We've been playing nice. No, no. But no. I mean, I get it. Regretfully, we didn't keep the name though. But that, so, yeah, that was that was yeah, awesome. So we didn't we didn't get the name, but I think where it went from there uh, was better because the name Flux really meant nothing to either one of us. Okay, None. just sounded cool. It, it, it was just something cool. Yeah, uh, we talked about a capacitor that you could use to go. Well, you know what? I did have a guy Doc who was going to sell me his DeLorean for $3,500. So that was going to be cool because that, that could be like our like car to bring to events. And Huss stole that no, idea from you guys. What? Huss has a DeLorean? Huss had last year at Strong Beer Definitely. Fest. Definitely. Yeah, they're assholes. They, had, I know. <laughs> they are the worst people this in the world. This is what you yeah. get for talking about your ideas, buddy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. No, uh, last year at Just Strong kidding. Beer Fest, they had a whole area set up. All the... Uh, all their employees were dressed in like '80s like jumpsuits, and then they had a DeLorean. That's awesome. That's yeah. perfect. That's yeah. so cool. I bet you they bought our DeLorean. Well, thirty-five hundred up. Imagine why not? Uh, but I, you so, know, I, so yeah. So and then, but the, you know, when when Horror Bottle came about, it was a little bit deeper and it meant a little bit more. And it, I think it's 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 a little more. 
not quite as I don't know. Flux lends itself to be a lot more industrial feeling. Sure. Um, yeah. So it definitely changed the entire vibe of everything about the brewery after that. I mean, all the way down to our tap room. Yeah. I mean, this is not a Flux tap room. This is yeah. a, a little bit more chill. This is a more, hard bottle tap room. It's a hard bottle tap room. Yeah. But it's a little more, you know. Pinterest kind of vomited in here, you know, like, <laughs> but I can tell I, no, you, 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 I don't like know that. if it vomited in here. No, no, I totally vomited. Yeah, it could be diarrhea. I don't know. There was an explosion. I, I actually, I actually <laughs> signed up for Pinterest and have my own like Pinterest board. Like, and I still do. It's like brewery ideas. Yeah, and it's like all these yeah, different yeah, pictures of things. That is thanks a, to our wives. That's a, that's a sign that you're like, you know what? I don't fucking care anymore. Yeah. I'm signing up for Pinterest. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. No, yeah. It's, I, it's like, I was like signing for Pinterest as I was burning my man card. I'm like, yes, <laughs> yeah. I don't need you well, anymore. Yeah. Well, the, the, but, but Pinterest is awesome. I felt, I felt okay because. Greg Cook from Stone has a Pinterest page. Oh, well, that makes so, it better. Oh, well, if Greg can do Absolutely. it, I mean, he's a, he's just, a rock star in yeah. the brewing world, so if he can do it, I can do it. And Absolutely. just like that, Sam got his man card back. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> so, all right, so so you decide then you're going to switch to Harbottle. What, what's the – because, first of all, the story on, on the website is fucking hilarious. And it's it's, it's starkly accurate. And it's, it's true. So, it's true. It, it's So the story on the website is my, my, my wife's drunk history version. Yeah, um, that's what I was going to ask you because it says the origin. This is so. This is right on your guys' homepage. The origins of Harbottle Brewing. Quote, not quote. What are those things called? Parentheses. 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 Drunk version. Yeah. <laughs> and then the first line is: He was born in Captain John Harbottle was born in England in 1779 and did a bunch of cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we would really highly suggest every listener to go and read it for themselves. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think that that is in their own yeah. like. Cadence but, in but, their own. Well, no, yeah. with, with with either Mike's voice. If you have, we haven't heard no, Jesse's with Mike's it's, voice, it's got to be. I mean, my wife's drunk history it's version so is epic. It's pretty amazing. But that's almost verbatim, like her yeah. retelling of it. But it's all historically accurate. John John Harbottle uh, was, and, and this is how we came about the name. I was actually just talking to a customer, like one of our regulars at Tap and Bottle, and he looks at me and goes, "You're Hawaiian." And I said, "Fair amount." And he's like, "You're white as hell." Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah." I said, "Well." My mom is, you know, she was born in Long Beach. She's German, English, Irish, every yeah. year, like every like, pale skin European in the world. And then my dad is Portuguese, Chinese, Hawaiian, yeah. um, and looks very dark skin, dark hair, dark eyes. He didn't get any of that. And uh, <laughs> so I started telling this guy kind of the story. And essentially, John Harbottle, he was at a very young age, 17 years old, um, and living in England, decides to join the British military, join the Navy. And uh, by the time he's you know out sailing the world and becomes part of Captain Cook's expedition in the South Pacific, and they're running the spice trade, and they're kind of providing security. And by the time he's 19 years old, he becomes first mate uh, on one of the ships. And they would often going from China to England, running the spice trade, uh, stop in Hawaii for resupply. I mean, it's Hawaii, so kick back and have some good times in the beach or whatever. Yep. And one of the one of the times they happened to land on the beach and stop to resupply and, and just kind of rest, there was a massive civil war going on in Hawaii. And every island was essentially its own little nation, and every island had its own chief, and they were all warring with each other. And John Harbottle kind of got caught up in one of the battles and got mortally injured and in the and in defense of his life ended up killing one of the native hawaiians that was living there Bastard. turns out that was the chief of that island 
And so his wife, the widow of the chief, uh, being Hawaiians, no matter what you do to them, their culture is love and we're going to take care of you. And here's this guy who's injured now and dying. So she takes him in and she's not going to let him die. Yeah. After he just killed her. After he just killed her husband. Yeah. The ruler of the island. Of the island. The chief. And so she... She takes him in, nurses him back to health, and I don't know if it's Stockholm Syndrome or what, but they end up falling in love. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, 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 my guess is that the chief was like a really, really homely looking well, dude, and like the hard bottle was like hot. Well, back there's a lot of arranged marriages for political reasons, <laughs> and so... Um, I'm, I'm still thinking the story's better if he's hot. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, well, he's smoking hot. Yeah, there you go. It's and, like Brad and, Pitt with a ponytail. Where Sam's mind's yeah. at. But as it turns out, her, judge me, her sir. father happens to be one of the chiefs of another island. So this is what leads like our family to believe that it was a very political thing. Like She probably didn't care about her husband because she was probably forced to marry him sure. to create some alliance or okay. something like that. Yeah. Um, her father, or excuse me, grandfather, was uh, Kamehameha the first. I don't know who that is. So Kamehameha was the first king of Hawaii. Oh, really? So okay. King, king Kamehameha was the first king of Hawaii. Gotcha. And so as he kind of had access to this other chief, he was like, you know, hey, chief, I got access to eight-pound cannons and muskets and artillery that the other island chiefs don't have. If you're looking to win this war and unite the islands, essentially, he's like, I'll make you king. I'll do it. And... So John Harbottle um, became essentially an arms dealer for Kamehameha. Yeah. And uh, as you know, history shows, King Kamehameha won the, won the war, defeated the other armies, and united the islands and created the nation of Hawaii. And he was the first king. And so as a reward, he's like, well, you know, you can... You, I, and I can't say her name. It's on our website, but it's like Papa Hoopa Doopa Doopa Doopa. I, I don't know. I was going to say, you My can't say it. Like, really, I, was so I was really hoping that he was going to say it. No, I don't know. Papa U, not Papa Papa Papa. Papa, Papa yeah. There's three pop paws. Papa, 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 Papa. Yeah, some, I, I think that's the remix version, but yeah. it's so good. <laughs> we went to Hawaii a few months ago, and like my wife is trying. So my wife is Minnesota. You know, she's from Minnesota. She has a Minnesota accent. You know, she. So oh, she's yeah. like, oh yeah. Sure. She's like, oh, oh, yeah. you need to go left oh, yeah, here sure. up on Huna Makana Hotawaudama. I'm like. Just tell me when to turn left. <laughs> oh, wow. Look at this. It's Kamehameha. That's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, don't you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real nice. Uh, so, okay. So, so essentially, uh, as a reward, uh, the king was like, well, you can. You guys have a thing for each other. You can get married. And uh, John Harbottle was given a title of nobility. He was given land and given responsibilities in the royal court. And... Essentially, from the very first king of Hawaii until the very last queen of Hawaii in the late 40s, uh, the Harbottles were part of the Hawaiian court. Uh, they, were, they were nobility. They weren't royalty but uh, because they were not direct descendants, but they were nobility. And uh, then, and it was at 1948, I think it was. The, you looked at me for that answer? Uh, I don't know. Nod. I believe it was like 1948, 1947 when the United States threw the queen in prison for treason because she refused to step down from her throne. Ah, uh, that's so treason. Yeah. So the United Shh. States were like, we're taking over, you know, this territory. It's becoming a state. You're stepping down. She refused, and she was literally thrown in prison for it. Um, and so... Uh, at that point, you know, the, 
the hard bottles pretty much there's no more like land there's no more titles and pretty much meant nothing anymore and so i was telling one of my regulars kind of the story and he kind of looks at me he's like that's like an amazing like story it's like american history and world history he's like that's really cool yeah he's like why don't you call your brewery Harbottle? i'm like it's a little narcissistic he's like well it's not your name He's like, yeah. it's your family name. My, my yeah. great-grandmother was the last name with the name Harbottle. Okay. Yeah. And he was like, but what a cool like story. He's like, and Jesus, he's like, it has the name of Bottle right yeah. in it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I'm like, okay. So, yeah. So I quickly did a, again, went back to the USPTO website, did a test search on that. Nothing hit. I called our attorney back again, and I was like, hey, check this out. Do a deeper investigation. A week later, he's like, nothing's hitting. Yeah. So I'm like, roll with it. And it took so for nine months we didn't have a name. People are like, "What are you going to call yourself? What are you call yourself?" So you, like yeah, after you open, like, yeah, you, no, 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 After, after no, we after we stopped being flux, we're like, we can't yeah. be flux. Oh, gotcha. We still weren't open yet. Okay, gotcha, we gotcha. We knew we couldn't call ourselves flux. Sure. But we were opening a brewery, like, and we yeah. were going to go do we Mike and Sam, space. Mike and Sam, and like a brewery and call you know, or, or Sam and Mike and call S and M. But we thought that might have <laughs> the wrong connotation, so we had to skip that one. Right Which away. actually that would have brought some people in. It would brought a different clientele for sure. Sure, for sure. Absolutely. My wife would not let me work late nights. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Would not, She's no. like, you're not staying late tonight. <laughs> no. And so, yeah, so for, for months and months, people were asking, because they knew that the trademark got denied, and they were yeah. like, what's the name going to be? And we already knew Harbottle was going to be the name, but we didn't announce anything until we got a call from the attorney saying, yeah. You on the trademark. It's yours. So. Yeah. yeah. You, we, we waited until we got, like, at least a preliminary yes. Sure. Yeah. have it. Yeah. Because I think at that point, it's, like, done. There was a there was a hard bottle furniture company in, like... In Phoenix. In, yeah. In, oh, a, really? Yeah. yeah there's oh, a... Wow. Okay. Yeah, but, it's, like, a hard bottle... I forget what it is, but there's some hard bottle company, but it's, like, a home goods store. Yeah. And it, it's not going to, yeah. obviously, be the same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> someone's going to... You know what? I was going to buy your guys' uh, plate set here, but I'm going to go ahead and spend my money at hard bottle brewing. Yeah. <laughs> to drink That's beer. Right. That's right. So you're taking business away from yeah, this right. S and M down there in Tucson. Oh, you know? no, I should never have said that. It's <laughs> how it is. I'm, I'm keeping a mental list of all the collaborations. We're yeah, gonna we're going to have an S and M stout just to keep it black with leather. <laughs> yeah. Glasses <laughs> yeah. right. uh, of blindfolds. Not, I think I just. I think I just should. Gags, See, right. this is how we come up with names. Yeah. Just like this, dude. Actually, that's a really good idea. You could do some sort of glass that has like a ball gag that goes around it, and nah. <laughs> you're way too. You're way too into this, Eric. I know. I right, think we've opened the door. We should now. I think I got this Mike, door. Yeah. Yeah, no, my, I did. My interest it's my is peaked, for sure. It's my own damn fault. <laughs> yeah. Because if you have a glass especially made and it's got a strap and a ball gag. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's getting worse. There's a strap on it now. Well, edit, 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 edit. edit. Yeah, cut all that out. <laughs> Last 40 minutes are cutting out except for the hard bottle story. Okay. No. Uh, so, all right. So, you guys open up your hard bottle. Mm-hmm. This, when did you got you, that February 3rd, you said? of February 3rd by accident. Okay. Yeah. By accident. By well, why yeah. by accident? So again, <laughs> going back, you were here for that. No, it wasn't. Oh, you weren't here. here. So yeah, he wasn't even here for for, for our grand opening. <laughs> this was 2018. 2018. Yeah. It was February 3rd, and uh, before we opened, we were we were planning on opening February 9th or 10th. Yeah, it was going to be. Yeah. And before we opened, I wanted to bring you know the family down from Tap and Bottle, and so Rebecca and Scott and all all my coworkers, like I, I just wanted like to show them the spot. And my wife and I came in early that morning, and the two of us, like, busted out the draft system. Like, we had beer. We had everything ready to go. We didn't have means to pour it. So her and I built the draft system in, like, an hour because we were having the guys from Tap and Bottle. Still works today. Yeah. We were having everyone from Tap and Bottle come down to, like, do a little private tour. 
And so while they were here, there was questionable legality because we didn't have a certificate of occupancy yet. We didn't have any of that going yet. So I'm like, hey, guys, no, we'll, pull you, we'll pull you guys some beers. You're not technically supposed to be in the building. And if any government agencies are listening, I, whatever. Come he, after me. He's in Dawson's uh, story. We had a certificate of quality control. See, everything's and fine. So, I think you've overestimated my listenership. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm hoping. And so they're all, so I, had, I had the whole crew from Tap and Bottle down here. And I just asked them, I'm like, hey, guys, like, don't like check into beers on tap. Don't Facebook. Don't tweet that you're here. Because technically, no one's supposed to be in the building because we don't have a CFO yet. And we had just had the health inspection, I think, the day before, like our final health inspection. And so we're all hanging out, having beers, having a great time. Like, we got no money in the register. I'm just like, you know, free beer. It's like, I just want to share. And again, breaking the law, whatever. I, I, whatever. <laughs> so we're going to edit that out no, as I well. Don't, we didn't know any better, but, you know, we're giving away beer, just kind of like, you know, sampling, making sure everything's pouring well. Sure. Kind of still like homebrew at that point. It's still homebrew. Yeah. yeah. And uh, while we're sitting here, I get, a, I get an email. I look at my phone, and it's. Peewee County, and it's our certificate of occupancy. Oh. And so Rebecca, See, I like, told you we had one. So Rebecca, like, grabs my phone. She's like, "Holy shit, you're legal!" Well, at that point, everyone started tweeting and Facebooking and the Instagram messaging people that were open and taking pictures of the brewery. Yeah. And within 20 minutes, there's like 15, 20 people like starting to line up at the door. No shit. We're not open. Yeah. And I'm freaking out. Going, just you? Like it would be? It so was just me yeah. and my wife. Okay. And yeah, because so, I was I was out of town on a business trip. So I wasn't even here. So we, we wanted so to test everything. We, yeah. we left. We opened the doors and we're like, hey, guys, we're not actually open. I'm like, well, we heard we saw that you guys are open. Like, we saw pictures and Facebook posts. Rebecca shared your CMD. So, yep. so, <laughs> we, yeah. so we opened. We had no money in our cash register. So I called my brother-in-law and I was like, hey, can I borrow like $200 in small cash? <laughs> like, I'll write you a ones? check. Yeah. I need like, I need like, I need like $200 in ones and fives. We just need small bills so we can take cash. <laughs> Stop so at the bank with your mask. It's fine. So he flies down here with some small bills so we can take cash payments. Flies down like he, like does he have a plane or helicopter he's or something? He's got wings. Yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> it's a hover Prius. He's, he's an angel. A DeLorean. It's an, he's, he's an angel. A, it's a hover Prius. No, so he, he, he gets his ass down here with some cash for us. And within like two hours, our tap room was full. Mm-hmm. And we haven't advertised anything. On like, the unofficial the, grand yeah. opening. Yeah. And so we're like, okay, we get through the day. Everyone's done. And the next day, I mean, we still got, we're still doing construction. Like there's still things that aren't finished. So like my wife and I are here like finishing up odds and ends and 11 o'clock people start lining up outside the door. We're like, what the hell? Yeah. And so my wife's like, let them in. You can legally pour beer. Let them in. That's what you're here to do. So we decided for the rest of the week, like we, we, we announced our grand opening February 9th. We're open. But for that whole week, we just, People kept coming in, mm-hmm. and so I guess our official anniversary is February third because we just happened to open. Yeah, yeah. but and but I wasn't there, so it doesn't count. <laughs> but February February tenth, February ninth, one yeah. of those. I don't know. We Again, didn't do, we can't do math. It's early. Yeah, it's early. That's, so sometime in February, you guys sometime celebrate in early your February, early, <laughs> yeah. yeah, anniversary. So all right, so you guys are open now. Um, you guys do a little experimentation with uh, a beer, a CBD beer. Oh, we're going to get into that. Yeah, I think so, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I have uh, I have an acquaintance um, through a friend, yeah. and he owns a CBD shop here. And he came over one day, and he's like, you know, um, and he's Russian, 
So I'm going to do a horrible Russian accent. You guys should like, you know, try different types of CBD beer. And I'm like, yeah, that's a that's great idea. Really good. That was <laughs> impressive. Good. Yeah. Oh, stop. Yeah. <laughs> You're making me blush. <laughs> anyway, so he comes in and he wants to try this. And, and of course, we think it's a, a great idea. Um, and we could not figure out what we were going to do for a St. Patrick's Day beer because you need to have a green beer. So why not do a CBD? Love it. Yeah. Right? That's a green That's beer. That's our green beer. That's our green yeah. beer. Dude. And there was nothing about it because it's a legal additive. It's nothing at the time, you know, still today. It's not an illegal thing. But, and so we said, the heck with it. Let's do it. Yeah, we, we saw nothing wrong with we it. We saw nothing wrong we with did, it. We didn't, we didn't do any we research the rule. into it. But we're like, <laughs> it's, it's considered a nutritional supplement. It's over right. the counter. So yeah. why can't we add it to beer? It's like adding vitamin C, whatever. So, we, yeah, that's the thought process that we a had. Quick Google search. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't. Um, so, and we got away with it the first time. <laughs> yeah, so our St. Patrick, our green beer, was a big hit. Yeah, I it mean, was fun. Yeah. yeah, and then so we thought. Um, of course it I was. I thought <laughs> we should also try doing that again. You just do it every once in a while. Do it again. Well, I we think we were asked by uh, uh, David That's right. at Tucson Hop Shop. To, to, uh, they do a big 420 event. Well, no, uh, April 20th, no reason why. Yeah. It's just so, April 20th. I've heard of it. It's, yeah, it's, they, it's, they always nope. do this really awesome 420 weird. event. So yeah. David had reached out to us, and he was like, hey, can I get some of that CBD beer? I'm like, well, we don't really make it anymore. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put together some. So we just did. We essentially just infused uh, mm-hmm. a new hazy IPA that we made For April 20th. with, with, okay. with yeah. some uh, with some CBD. Perfect. And we had it on here. And we had them there. So it was our collaboration with uh, uh, with them. We called it a joint effort, which mm-hmm. I love that name. Joint mm-hmm. effort. Joint effort. Great. Hazy. Yeah. For no reason. <laughs> just because of the pun. Yeah, working together. It's a lot of a lot of marijuana like collaboration imagery, effort but, didn't sound as good uh, with tongue. So joint joint effort was the one. And so we promoted the hell out of that beer in social media, but Oops. and then. Hop Shop promoted the hell of that in social media, and that's what caught the, the attention of the TTB. Uh, and that's when that's when we got our peepees whacked. <laughs> your, your what? Our peepees, our peepees were whacked. <laughs> we got I our, said waxed. Just like, no. Wax? Think, well, no. That could be a good or bad actually, thing, depending on who you I would have felt better to get our yeah. peepees waxed. And <laughs> so we got we got a cease and desist letter from the TTB, uh-huh. uh, which we proudly displayed on social media because yeah. I was like, yes, like we you know thought it was great that we got like, the attention of we got yeah. attention you know the the people that can shut us down and make our lives hell, but <laughs> we know, were excited about it, right? That's yeah. why we figured, you know, this, is, this is good publicity, you know, it's great, and yeah. and one thing that we didn't take into account is CBD is not considered a traditional beer ingredient, yeah. uh, so while it's not illegal to put in a beer there's plenty of breweries that do it you have to submit a formula for approval to the ttp uh, right because so, you'll see there's a lot of cbds out there and beers now sure yeah, yeah. there's actually a whole brewery just called the cbd beer company that yeah, makes beer but there wasn't yeah. that uh no there was but well yeah we didn't uh, submit for it yeah so we we didn't realize that we had to submit a formula for approval because the ttb is just essentially the the alcohol department of the IRS, and they want their tax money. Uh, you don't, you don't mess with them. Yeah, and they're great so people. We're, we love them. We were doing things that were <laughs> non-conventional, and so we got the cease and desist. You know, wanted to know like, what are you going to do to, you know, rectify the situation? 
and I didn't do anything about it. it so you, be, you should have sent them a video of you guys just drinking off the right. beer. We the were beer, actually dumping the beer. The beer was fantastic. The beer going down. The beer yeah, was really good. Said. Yeah? It was really good. Yeah, what does the CBD add to? Does the CBD add, CBD add any flavor anything it, to it? It, 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 did. it did. It did. And it was kind of, we did a lot of trial and error with this company to find the right way to introduce it to the beer. Um, different types of like crystalline CBDs and how we're going to suspend that into a solution so it doesn't just precipitate out and go okay. to the bottom of the kegs. And how are we going to keep it like floating in the beer and keep it in solution? So we did quite a bit of like... R&D and trial and error on the actual beer itself, how to make the beer. Yeah. Uh, we should have done equally as much R&D on the legality of making the beer. <laughs> but uh, well, now you got the other side down. Now so that, yeah. we, we tried multiple styles of beer to infuse it. Once we got the way to infuse it like and keep it in suspension, yeah. that way like pint for pint throughout the whole keg, I think it was something like 30 milligrams of active CBD mm -hmm. uh, per uh, per pint, and we you know we sent it off to independent lab, had it all tested, making sure that throughout the keg it was all like consistent, and we were you know we were advertising the correct dosages that we were giving you, and we did a lot of work on it. And when the TTB was like, well, you got to stop. Okay, so we stopped, and probably six months went by, and then we got another really nasty letter because I guess we never followed up with the TTB of how we were going to uh, rectify the situation. Yeah, yeah. So I just sent a snarky email back. I'm like, we fucking stopped making this shit. And I got it. <laughs> did I got you, it, yeah, did I, you use fucking and shit? I did. Yeah. And Sorry, yeah. not sorry. Yeah, and, yeah, that was a verbatim email. Yeah. And so I got an email back about an hour later. Like, thank you. We'll consider the matter closed. <laughs> ah, dude. And that's what you got to frame. Yeah. Right? Like, that they they viewed your verbiage as yeah. rectification. Yeah. It was like, well, done. Like, that's how I'm fucking making this shit is legal. Yeah. yeah. That's legal terminology. Yeah. Legal so, yeah. I went to law school. That's legal jargon. That's right. Sure. That's right. Yeah. Well, so you guys figured out how to make it. Uh, you, you, you haven't quite looked at the side of like the, well, yeah, I'm sure you know more about it. Than yeah. It, it would be a simple process now to bring it back. We just Will have you? to, I think so. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 I think it was, it was gimmicky for sure. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. We, we were looking for a gimmick, yeah. and it was there were rumors of other breweries in Arizona getting ready to release CBD beers, and we wanted the claim to fame saying we did the, the first. first. Yeah, we were the first ones to do it, and you did, and, and we, did. we got yeah. our peepees waxed, and, we, and then we got our peepees waxed. I think the whole thing was Mike just wanted his peepee waxed <laughs> yeah. by somebody. And can, so, can you like Sam said no? I really want you to cut that out and send me just you saying that and make that my ringtone. <laughs> Put yeah. some music, but Mike's a musician. We'll have him make the music for it. Yeah, yeah. Mike wanted his peepee whack. Like a <laughs> in the background. Perfect. Indeed. <laughs> I don't think he's high on that. On that. Oh, <laughs> hey, high on that idea. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I would like to see another CBD beer from yeah, you guys. I, Absolutely. I think. I think it'd be. Yeah, I think we're gonna do it. I'd like to partner up with uh, the, the same guys we did before. Um, yeah, I get a hold and, of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah, because we we already done all the, all the legwork. They know how to you know make it. It's a. It was a huge process involving technology that I don't understand with fancy centrifuges yeah. and all kinds of yeah. shit to get the crystalline to actually stay in suspension. Okay. And then, yeah, we, and we tried multiple mediums or mediums to actually like put it into um, different types of like solutions, yeah. like, like propylene glycols and different things to get it to like stay suspended okay and so since they've already done the legwork and we've already we have the lab results and all that kind of stuff i think it'd be just, reproduction wouldn't be difficult yeah, it'd, be, it'd be simple it'd be simply a matter of just reaching out to the ttb and submitting a formula and 
waiting for approval. Yeah. Then, we, then we can make it legally and, thing, and not get in trouble and not make the craft beer industry in Arizona look like a bunch of assholes who don't care about the law. Yeah, so it's not, <laughs> it's not who we are anymore. I think that anymore. also... We were new. We didn't know. We, yeah. we didn't know what we're doing. Yes. We, asked, we didn't ask for permission. We just yeah. asked for forgiveness, so no. please forgive us. But you know, I think that also, you know, the... The happy accident through that process is finding the right. Also, we found the right hop, and the right, and the right grain, and the right beer to make it really tasty. Yeah, yeah. I've, had, I've had other CBD it, beers that it adds a weird taste like buttered ass. This did not. So it that's adds kind of a nice a, one. Buttered a ass. Very. I like that. It's <laughs> better than regular it, ass. It adds but, yeah. unpleasant <laughs> bitterness to beer. Okay. So it we does. tried multiple styles to mm-hmm. find out how we could hide it. I mean, and the, the answer was obvious, but we just didn't want to go as obvious as, like, we'll make an IPA. Like, yeah. IPAs are dank and all that. It'll fit right in. Mm-hmm. We wanted to try and do something different, and we couldn't yet find a way to make it taste good. Okay. Uh, it, it, it would always just be this underlying, just harsh, astringent bitterness yep. that would finish. So it was just like, it was like someone sprayed hairspray in your mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You'd have, like, a that. Saison. You're like, oh, that's really good. And you're just like... Oh, oh, yeah, no, I, I got hairspray on sick. I got to go. And, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, <laughs> so we, so we, we purpose-built a hazy IPA with a certain hot profile that it really lent itself to that. And, which, yeah, and it worked out great. Which it, we didn't do the first time, which we, we did the second time. Okay. Yeah, when, was, we, when we first did the, the St. Patty's Day, the green beer, uh, that was l- quite literally we just took CBD and threw it into our hazy. Okay. And then when we did the the beer with uh, Tucson Hop Shop, we actually purpose built. We're like, okay, this we've done the proof of concept. We can yeah. add it to a beer. Let's make like a purpose built beer now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice man. Well, you guys, I, I will keep an eye because I would like to to try okay. that next time it comes out. So, yeah. That's good feedback. Arizona original right there. Arizona right right. PP, Tar the, bottle CBD the PP whacker. I think we were the joint first effort. to do it, but we were the first to do effort, it here. Yeah, yeah pee Whacker, throw that one off. No, the, and I yeah. love the name. It was just like when we, we finally had the epiphany moment of joint effort. Yeah. Since it was a collaboration, it was like, it's, be- it's beautiful. Yeah. I love that name. Yeah, yeah I like one. it too. And now we can't use it. <laughs> wait, wait, you can't? Well, we, we, we can't until we actually submit it. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I got you. I thought they were going to say your punishment is you can't use this awesome name. No. Yeah. I mean, that would be punishment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Be, yeah. The TTB is not as bad as they actually seem. They just, you know, you got to make sure you follow the law. And we yeah. learned our lesson. We didn't go through the proper channels. And, yeah, we know. Do a little yeah. more due diligence next time we try to come up with a cool idea. There you go. There you go. Lessons learned. Lessons <laughs> learned. So you guys do some other things around here, too. Like on the thing back here, I'm seeing like you guys have yoga. You have. Yes. What was that? Ales and. Ales and ohms. Ales and ohms. Cat and tree yoga. Yes. Oh, okay. So that's just. Like so we, we do. Um, we do a couple things with with yoga. So on Sundays, um, we ha- on the morning at 1030, we do a yoga session. Um, with Cat and Tree Yoga, that's the company that we use. Okay, I was like, is this um, like an animal rescue thing? No, no, it's like but cats and yoga. That's they're, cool. They're, it does. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll tie back to that though. So, um, so every Sunday we do that, and that's a five dollar entry, and you get a beer with that. Okay, and it's a lot of fun. Um, I'm usually the one who's here on Sundays to set that up, and uh, and me and my fiance were also part of it. We, you know, the the the, the guy who does it is is amazing uh, from Cat and Tree, David. He's fantastic, and um, but we met him by doing puppy yoga. So we also do that occasionally. We'll do puppy and or cat yoga or puppy and cat yoga. Okay. And that is all for charity. So all the proceeds we do from that go right to charity. But we had such a good time with him. He is now the one who runs our uh, our Sunday yoga. So we do Sunday yoga nice. in the mornings. And then uh, shortly after that, we also do Geeks That Drink on Sunday as well. I saw that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
that's popular. Like people love the the trivia. Yes, yeah, it's I, fun. And it, they do it. They do it from whatever. I've never been to any of their things, but they've got the shit down. Right? Yeah, like they that, do. They yeah. do. They do a great job. It's a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and uh, I suck. Our, out. <laughs> uh, I'm always on the winning team. <laughs> Uh, oh, I but, hate him uh, so much. But our 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 regulars here, we have a lot of uh, a lot of regulars that are older. Okay, okay. <laughs> wiser, wiser. We have a we have a very wise and seasoned uh, you know collective of regulars, chronologically and, and, advanced individuals, sir. <laughs> and, and they all they all really want to have trivia night, but. The problem is on a Sunday, their bedtime is like seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you know they're eating dinner by four thirty, and they're in bed by seven. That sounds a lot like and me, unfortunately. So yeah. we <laughs> we tried to we wanted to see like how would it be to do like daytime geeks who drink. It's it's not done in in Tucson really. I think now Costa Morana does a trivia during the day on, okay. on, on something, but like one of the days of the week. But uh, usually geeks who drink is like a late night event. And yeah. Are, we're not a late night place, you know. We're kind of just like a family tap room. Sure. A lot of retired hours. You know, like, there's a lot and, of businesses nearby. Come, come by like after and so beers like, after let's, work let's or do something. It Sunday yeah. afternoon, three to five. Come down. You're, you know, come after church or whatever, and yeah. you're still home in time for dinner. You can be in bed by seven o'clock. It's great. Yeah, and it's, it's <laughs> so turned it, out to be one hell of a phenomenon. Like the Sunday afternoons, our tap room gets yeah. full. It's everyone's having a great time. I mean, it's it's. Just nothing but laughs and a good time. I'm actually, I was skeptical at first. Yeah. You know, they, they, they get you and they make you sign a, a contract, a 16 week contract. Well, it's to a do nationwide this. thing, right? Yeah, like, and I'm like, a, I don't want to sign a contract. What if yeah. it sucks? Yeah. What happens if? Now I'm just stuck paying you for 16 weeks for bullshit. Like, yeah. this sucks. And no, I mean, our contract elapsed and we keep paying them. I'm like, yeah. no, this is a lot of fun and people are enjoying it. And we've never had anyone come down here and saying, oh, this is crap. This, this is dumb. Yeah. This is, you know, we have people that didn't even know what was happening. They sign up and play and they get, you know, you get to win free beers or penny beers. We don't. We don't so, give away beer. That would be illegal. Once again, <laughs> once again, with a lot of legal stuff yeah. we're learning in this episode. You can learned, win so. a lot of penny <laughs> beers, and then the winners of each, you know, of the game get to get a, you know, gift cards that they could use for beer or merchandise or whatever. Well, I mean, I think that the the after church market we haven't really gone for. So we have ales and alms, we have prayers and pints, and then trivia. Ooh, yeah. prayers and pints. Missed prayers out opportunity. Pints. I bet you I know some evangelists we can get down here. I'm telling you. Actually, I know a guy in Green Valley who's like speaking tongues. And have a pint, yeah. and he's got an epic beard. Like for that's for, not for the beer. guy that you see the signs on the drive down here, is it? What's oh, that you know called? him? No, I'm no. <laughs> no, no. There's a like on the drive down to Tucson. There's the I don't remember what the church is called. It might be just called the church, where it's like. You want to be a rock star with Jesus? Come here! <laughs> like it's like it's a very it's a very like you look at it, you're like. That is a cult. Like, they, yeah. they will, you know, yeah. yeah. But it looks real fun. I might Ooh. check it out, you know, we'll see what it's about. <laughs> the, yeah. He's got a marketing opportunity, prayers and pints. Yeah. I'm prayers and pints. Yeah. We're, missing a, we're missing a demographic. I to, I just, it just happened right prayers now. Prayers and her pints. first yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> prayers man, and pints. Man, Start man. with Start yoga, then go to church, Come. then you can do some trivia. Yep. That's There's your Sunday right there, man. That's it. Boom. We call that a Harbottle Sunday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, no. And we get, we get people. They spend the entire Sundays with us. It's great. They're here all day. They're that's here, cool. They're here for yoga. Then they'll, they'll, they might leave and come back with some friends, but then they're here for trivia. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah, it's a good time. Well, you guys have uh, what I also noticed. Um, well, you guys have. There's a few places right in this general area that have food, but you guys do food trucks a lot too, right? We do food trucks. So yeah. food trucks uh, every Sunday, uh, all day from eleven until we close early on Sundays at six, but or seven. Something like that. Seven. Check the website. I just, yeah. looked, I just looked at the hours on the door. <laughs> Seven o'clock we close. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but we have a food truck all day on Sundays. And then Fridays we have live music. So we have food trucks. Okay. Uh, come on Fridays. And then for special like special events and that kind of stuff, you know, we'll do, we'll do food trucks. But uh, like we have uh, we have a food truck next Saturday coming out for, okay. the, for the event. Nice. The event. We're going to talk about that the in, event. in a second. Actually, let's talk about it now. Why not? This smashed in the desert. So yeah, this this idea actually came from um, Nick. Nick uh, is our guy of many hats. He got hired here to kind of learn the ways in, of brewing and be the assistant brewer. And he's kind of I hate calling him an assistant brewer. He's our brewer. Okay. Uh, he's much more than just an assistant. He makes a lot of damn good beer. Uh, and he's a guy that comes at the winter ale. Yeah, he's got yeah. the winter ale. Yep. Yeah, the snowshoes. Uh, that was his beer. And he had another job that he absolutely just made him miserable. And he was looking for more hours here. And at the time, our sales manager was transitioning to a new job. So I approached him. I'm like, I know it's not brewing, but if you want to take over sales and be the sales manager, you can do that too and then brew as well. Yeah. And he was like, hell yeah, I'll do that. So as part of his sales gig... Um, he came up with the idea to do uh, this event, uh, the Smashed in the Desert. And Smash Beer, if anyone's not familiar with what a Smash Beer is, it's very big in home brewing. And it's usually a way for, it's almost like a test beer. And it's Smash as an acronym stands for single malt and single hop. And so it's, it's a good way for home brewers to kind of gauge how different malts and different hops play together and get a good idea for like profiles. Like, I don't know how this hop tastes exactly. Let me just do like a beer using pale two row and this beer. So you could use, you know, just use pale two row and like mosaic. Okay. And you'd get a really good feel of how mosaic tastes. So, um, it's it's a fun way for home brewers to explore and professional brewers to explore the way yeah. the way like different ingredients taste. And I would say, and not to interrupt you, but I would say as a as a as a drinker as a guest, I love it because it helps yeah. me to learn of like, all right, what does mosaic yeah. taste like? Yeah. What does so centennial it, it, taste and like? One of my favorite beers yeah. um, started off as a smash beer. It changed a little bit as time went on, but from founders, it was their mosaic promise. Oh yeah, and it was quite yeah. literally golden promise and mosaic hops. Yeah, and. As they put it into full-scale production, they tweaked it a little bit and added some other things to it, but not much. It's, sure. But it's not a smash beer anymore, technically. Uh, but we wanted to do an event focused on that, but kind of take it a step further. And so his idea was let's get together a bunch of breweries um, that are kind of opposite sides of town, and let's get an event going. And so we partnered up with five other breweries. There's six breweries involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to split into teams. So the breweries that jumped on board that we first reached out to um, are our neighbors over here right the street. We have Copper Mine Brewing Company and okay. Green Feet Brewing. Um, and <laughs> since, I mean, they're literally a block away from us. And we're kind of like a little brewing district here. So we wanted to partner with them and then reach out to breweries that are kind of like on the west side of town or the other side of town or downtown or just further away from us. And yeah. kind of bring us together and bring some of their people down here and maybe get some of the people that come here to experience like their beers. 
And it just started to snowball, this whole idea. And so it's the three of us. It's us, uh, Copper Mine and Green Feet, partnering up with Button Brew House, uh, Crooked Tooth Brewing, and 1912. Nice. Uh, and all some of my favorite breweries in Tucson. Absolutely. These guys are all awesome. And, great, you know, great. Good, good friends. We've good had beer. good collaborations and had done some good mm-hmm. stuff. So then we decided to all get together. Every brewery picked two of their favorite hops and two of their favorite malts and essentially threw them into a hat. And yeah. we also threw all the brewery names in the hat, yeah. too. Okay. And, and so, so to match up. Yeah. So random blind. random yeah. teams were chosen, mm-hmm. and uh, the teams broke into us in 1912 yep. uh, are a team. Uh, Copper Mine and Button Brewhouse are a team, and Green Feet and Crooked Tooth got okay. paired up yeah. as a team. And we all gave them each a name. So if you look yeah. at the, yeah, the, 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 the glass, the back of the glass where you're looking at us, so we have 19 bottles of crooked, crooked tooth, no, green crooked, tooth, green tooth, and copper bottle, copper bottle. Copper yeah. Those are the copper, copper button, button. Yeah. copper button, 19 bottle, Ni- yeah. 19 green bottle. tooth. See, so, yeah, I don't know. That's button. why you have the glass. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't yeah, know what the hell I'm talking about. We were doing this, you know. I think one of the things also is have creative naming, so we kind of combine them, and then when, yeah. So each one of those has kind of a fun little yeah. name associated with it. Each one's a hashtag as well. Yep. So, um, but yeah. So we threw we threw ingredients into a hat. Like our all of our favorites, and what got pulled out was uh, we have to all brew a beer. The only malt we can use is Marisada English malt, okay, yep. and the only hop we can use is Horizon, which is going to be a bitch really? <laughs> yeah. because these are not these are not these are not really beer like ingredients that you would put together necessarily that hop with that malt, okay, and so it's. But that's pretty much the only rule. Yeah. You mm-hmm. can get crazy. You can add fruit. You can add and the style of beer is up to you. So the yeast you use is up to yep. you. Yeah. How much hops, how much malt is all up to you. And but you can only use those. It, but you can only use those. You can't yeah. use any other hops, can't any add other malt. malts or anything no, to it. No, yeah. no wheat, no anything else, just Marisotter and Horizon. Yeah. And we're going to really test all of our creativity. Yeah, it's a and science And see project. how cool. Heck yeah, it is. Like, how can we make these badass beers using, we're all using the same base ingredients. Yeah. And I think what we're going to find at this event are three wildly incredibly different beers yeah. that are just going to blow you away because I mean these are some of the, like my favorite breweries in Tucson that are very talented brewers and I know they're going to they're going to bring their A game and just just have some crazy fun do some wacky like, shit yeah you have no yeah. idea what yeah, they're going to be it's going to taste good yeah because yeah. they all want to win yeah. And, and yeah What's that? Oh yeah, the, so we have that. See that the belt, the championship oh, yeah, belt. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we actually have two of those made. Uh, that is the the winning teams. So each brewery will take home oh, that nice. giant gaudy WWF or WWE. Sorry, Wildlife Foundation. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm old school though. It's still WWF to me. Someone just WWF. aged themselves. Uh, WWE. I knew exactly what you were talking okay, about. So we all yeah. just aged ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, that's cool because the belt has the actual logo. So the logo is like, uh, it's a hop, but the background color is pretty much Arizona it's flag. It's the Arizona flag. Yeah. With, yeah kind is of. that a mountain range? Like, is that a, yeah, a Tucson so, yeah, mountain range? Uh, well, not Tucson mountain just, range. Just, just, a, just a mountain range. Yeah, a mountain a range. Nondescript yeah. mountain range, I believe. Yeah. There's probably some yeah. nerd out there. Oh, yeah, that's the San Quentin uh, <laughs> Ridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So, But no, that's cool that that logo's up there as well. So that winning team is going to, man. So this is. Smash in the Desert, March 7th, mm-hmm. so really three days from now, from the time this episode's going to be out. Yeah. Not from now. From now. Time from travel. now, now. 
Yeah, yeah. Through the magic of uh, podcasting. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no shit, one does. It's in three days? No. Yeah, Here's so, the best part. I missed a lot of now. work. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> this is great. This is this is in the same vein of what your guys' um, uh, Wi-Fi password is. So to get tickets to this thing, you go to eventbrite.com forward slash blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Literally blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. B-L-A-H. 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 Because the oh, actual... Is it blah, blah, ba? Uh, it might be. It might be. It was literally just typing. Uh, <laughs> Sam's because the actual, Sam's the actual URL is absolutely ridiculous. Uh-huh. This couldn't be something okay. as simple as like eventbrite.com forward slash smash in the desert dot har bottle or something simple. Sure. It's like this long, oh, just man. bullshit oh, trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go to eventbrite.com, search, search for smashed. Can't or smash it. in the desert. Smash in the um, desert. Or you can okay. find it. Uh, if you go to our, if you go to our yeah. Facebook page, you can also go there on media. the events. Okay. It's also linked right there. Um, each one of the, uh, I believe each one of the breweries on their link also has it. Okay. Um, so uh, I'll put it in the show notes yeah, too. And so we're also going to take, people can pay for tickets the day of as well. So okay. all of that will yeah. be available all, that time. All the breweries involved that we mentioned all have the information. Yep. Uh, we're selling tickets exclusively on Eventbrite except okay. for the day of because there's six breweries involved and yep. in trying to handle the logistics of ticket sure. sales. It was just too much of a pain in the ass to deal yeah. with. So we just decided just direct people to Eventbrite. Um, if you are a Mug Club member at any of the participating breweries, so you don't have to be a Harbottle Mug Club member, you can be the Copper Tankard Society at 1912 or a Mug Club over at Copper Mine. Okay. Um, reach out to them um, because Mug Club members, you get a discount. It's kind of a benefit to being a Mug Club member at any of mm-hmm. these uh, breweries. It's kind of a backwards VIP. You're getting okay. in early and you're getting more for less money. Because you've already put into the mug clubs. And gotcha, so we wanted gotcha. to give this as a thank you to being a part of all of our mug clubs. So uh, regular entry is $20. Um, it'll be 25 the day of if you want to buy tickets at the door. If you are a mug club member at any of the six breweries, it's $15 in advance. It'll Sometimes. be $20 the day of, though. Yeah. And something fun that we're also doing is that we're going to also have some of their other beers on tap as well. So oh, nice. We're going to okay. showcase. You know, yeah. We really want, you know, kind of in that vein of collaboration we talked about earlier, you kind of supporting the community. So it's going to be a chance for people on the west side to try east side beers and people on the east side try west side beers that they may not go out to have and it's going to be a fun event yeah, we've we'll, got a we'll have a full beer garden yeah full so, beer garden yeah. yeah that's what i'm reading right here like so the beer garden is yeah you got some of your beers beers from them um and as part of the ticket you get you get this glass yeah. this, this glass is badass it's a 16 ounce beer can it is glass. 16 ounce beer Love can it. and then we we actually have it um leveled on the side for your size of pours so if you see that right oh, there oh yeah you got five ounce and ten ounce yeah right because a lot of times when you go to events you know and they, they say this is how much you get they don't tell you what you're actually getting so this gives you an opportunity to see not only to pay for extra you know, get extra beer or get the amount that you actually paid for. You know yeah. what you're getting and you can use it for other things too. So I think these glasses are, this is, I was surprised how well they came out They're They they're look awesome. awesome, man. Yeah. The branding is badass. I may have stolen a couple already. We're out there in the uh, Honda. Yeah, that's right. Me and that's Max right. combined that's height right. of 17 foot tall yeah. and, uh, 700 pounds, and we're driving a little Honda CRV here. <laughs> Got it. Fat this is the- guy in a little SUV. <laughs> oh, those uh, poor springs. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, one of the things that, but we do, we do silly stuff like this too. We also did an ordinary car show not too long ago, which was 
um, a car show for people's basically your ordinary everyday driver. Yeah. And we gave different awards for how basic your car could be. So we do fun stuff all That's the time. Awesome. And who was the winner of that? That's this guy right here, Cole. He was our winner of Cole, the award. Cole, you won? You ha- what kind of car do you have? Uh, Highlander, a Toyota Highlander. Yeah, what a beaut! Toyota Highlander. Ooh, that is a winning vehicle. That's right the there, most man. ordinary vehicle yeah. you've lost in any parking yeah. lot. It's fantastic. Yeah. So and you know, that's what the judges said. We had the, our, our our crack panel of expert judges that were uh, mechanics from Lexus of Tucson. Uh, we actually, they actually went through all the vehicles thoroughly. Like they took it serious. They, they took it serious. Yeah. They, they were like they were like mirrors and there flashlights. And they were they were going through mirrors, everything. Like, what mirrors do? Oh, underneath like, the looking button. underneath and checking for leaks. And like, they were they F- were, found his like booger I, wall. Like, I mean, where honestly, he the they gave like a hundred point inspection for free to all these cars. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but at the end of the day, yeah, they were like, we decided like Cole's car is the car that like you could like walk into a parking lot and just like. Just, just walk right past. Right. Just walk right past. Like right that past is as ordinary as it fucking comes. How did it make you feel, Cole? Felt. <laughs> 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 yep. He's like, I knew I he bought got this a trophy. For did he get a championship belt? <laughs> he no, he, he got a trophy. He did a very get a large trophy. trophy. Nice. It's a very large, yeah. <laughs> big three-column trophy that says the most best ordinary car. Yeah. Mount it to the hood, <laughs> or is it yeah. the best? Prove it. Most is it best or best most? Right now, I don't know. It has really bad grammar and. And one of them, the trophies was especially good because the trophy company misspelled a word. Uh, the the biggest road hazard yep. car, the one that was most likely to explode on the road. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They spelled hazard with two Z's, like Dukes yep. of Hazard, oh, like Hazard awesome. County. Oh, so kind of happened. And we it's were perfect. like, well, we could take it back and get it fixed, but it's just so great. Awesome. Like, yeah. Biggest road hazard. Yeah. Yeah. Hazard, like badass, but also dangerous. Yeah. You know, so, like could kill you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Trophy maker. <laughs> and, and we liked it. I've never so, seen this word before. <laughs> <laughs> we were Hazard? like, this is perfect. So when they put that on there, we're like, yes, uh, we're like, keeping that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> But we'd like to do fun stuff, but this is something that we're taking very seriously. The Smashed, the smashed um, at the Desert is really going to be a combination of, like, we want to win. You know, it's our yeah. event. So yeah. if we don't win, there's kind of something sad about that. Yeah. So we're really, we're, really, we're really putting forth yeah. our best effort, and we're partnering. And our beer is damn good. So yeah, you got to make your if best shit. If we don't win, yeah. then... There's gonna, be some, there's gonna be some really damn good. I think there'll here. be some. I'm already no, I mean, hanging chads involved. <laughs> no, it's, who's judging it's some it? Recounts. So the people because judge. So yep. what? What? Uh, what's gonna happen is you will come in. You'll get your glassware. You get some drink tickets, and you also get a card. Um, and the card will be essentially for your samples. Yep. And I don't know if Cole, if you want to grab one of these cards and show these guys over there. Um, yep. So. So the intention is, is uh, that gotcha. well, well we, that's a mock-up of the car, but you get the idea. Sure. Yeah, the, yeah. Okay. And the intent is that we don't want people – a lot of times in competitions it can happen. not saying it does all the time, but it can happen where it becomes almost a popularity contest, right? So we're going to make it so that nobody knows which beer they're trying. We want to be as blind as, as possible. As blind as possible. Ah, nice. So I like we, that. We won't know what's even tapped. Whoever's bartending that morning will tap the kegs. We're going to have them on the menu labeled beer one, beer two, beer three. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, once we taste our beer, we're going to recognize our beer. Yeah. But we, I don't want to know what is tapped where. So, because I want to, so I, I want to. That's vote. awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to yeah. be able to be, to be able to know, like, I don't want to know what, you know, Button and Coppermine made. I want to be sure. able to, like, say, is that an awesome beer or what? Mm-hmm. And, and so it's all going to be completely blind. Yep. So you'll get your three samples, three five ounce pours. Um, so essentially a pint of beer, an ounce less. Uh, you get that when you come in. And then, once you get your three tickets, you actually use that card. We'll have three ballot boxes labeled one, two, three. And whichever one's your favorite, just drop your drop card in, in that box. Yeah. And then at a certain time of the day, probably 3, 3.30, we'll just call the vote. 
we'll start pulling boxes and counting all the cards in there and popular vote wins yeah so it's going to be just you know whoever was you know the crowd favorite will take home the championship belts and we have two belts yeah the belts belts. one one for each brewery uh they have side plates on them you can't kind of see over there on the wall it's sitting over there but they have uh, some side plates that are left blank so once we have a winning team they'll get to take the belt home we'll take the side plate off get them engraved with like you know 2020 you know smashed whatever Carbottle 1912 champions. That's what I You know, whatever, whatever it says, you know. It's, well, we know what it's, it's, it's going to say. Spell it out for the trophy We may or may too. not have already made those side plates for us. I, I may or may not be counting no. the results. So, no. I, I, so, but one of the things too about this is that for the for the for the customer coming in, right? For the drinker, for the guest, to be able to experience what just. One hop and what one grain can do with some creativity and seeing where it comes from. Sure, yeah. That is actually for me the most exciting thing because yeah. I, I am excited to see what what the, you know these these geniuses these wizards of brewery brewing can do. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what we, we. I know what we did. I I would never have thought of this. I mean. From 1912. I know, putting and, shrimp and mayonnaise I, in a beer. Who would have ever thought, thought that? Right? Where's the bacon? Right. Right. I mean, and we to, made a shrimp ceviche and to use ramen. <laughs> and to use ramen as Not one really. of your grains. I mean, <laughs> wow. Uh, so no, but I mean, we and we definitely took the idea of a smash beer and totally fucked it up. It's yeah. it's not yeah. it's technically a smash beer, but it wouldn't be in the spirit of what like a homebrew. No, it's or, perfectly in the spirit of everything. Of yeah. What yeah. a smash beer would be? Because <laughs> I mean, we've uh, I'm sure all these breweries are going to be anything but ordinary i'll be shocked yeah. like our first thought well, was dude. okay what can you do okay yeah. we're gonna make an english ipa or an american ipa because we got one malt one hop we do an ipa and i'm sure everyone's thought was that's their starting point but no one wants to no one's well, especially sh- i'll be shocked 1912 yeah, yeah those guys are doing some wacky shit like you know some mm-hmm. sort of somehow like alan will figure out how to like spontaneously ferment a beer in like a week <laughs> you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's who knows? Maybe. Well, I mean, Maybe. so I mean, Alan did give us unicorn tears as for the ending of, of the uh, the match. But I think that also that don't discount what what the rest of them can come up with. Each sure. one of them is so creative yeah. in their own abilities. And I, I'm really I, curious to see what uh, Crooked Tooth and Green Feet do. I am too. Um, I, I love that pairing. I've Such never been to Green Feet. Like, oh, what is oh, you got to so do it. Yeah. He makes some mm-hmm. killer beer. He's yeah. one of our favorite brewers. And I've had them at festivals. I've never been yeah. to their spot. Yeah, though. spots Check right on the corner from here. Really cool mm-hmm. little spot. And uh, I, he makes really fantastic beers. Yeah, and so does so does Crooked Tooth. Yeah. but their styles are just wild. So different. way different. Uh, I way would different. love to have been a fly on the wall when they were coming up with their recipe because yeah. I have a feeling. Uh, maybe I'm totally wrong, but I have a feeling it's, it was just like a lot of back and forth and a lot of disagreements. Like, no, it was no way in hell we're doing yeah. that. That's how <laughs> I see it. I see like just people throwing out random stuff in the wall. But, like, yes, yes, yes. Let's yeah, do that. yeah. That's Such, how I see it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to see because I'll have no idea. Like, I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to look yeah. in the cooler and see what yeah. beers are what. I want to be just as, like, surprised. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like I said, we'll know our beer because I drank a pint this morning. It's delicious. Hopefully, well, you know, we Max had... can get a little taste of that. No, no, because no, well, we intend for you guys to be here. <laughs> I'll be so here on the 7th. He'll be I can't, here. 100%. I can't. We won't, we won't share it with you because don't. we don't want you to know. Oh, we're making it. We're trying to be as we're going to be as legit as possible. We don't want to sway anyone's opinion. Obviously, ours is going to be amazing. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I won't be coming down. Yeah. Max, you better. You, you, I'll be here. Our representation. As, as, yeah. So we, Mike, already kind of let a little bit out of the bag. Uh, Shrimp. <laughs> shrimp and mayonnaise. I, I just love ceviche. Yeah, shrimp mayonnaise. Yeah, that would be gross. But I've, like, I've, 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 little, little I've threatened for years I'm going to make a shrimp ceviche saison. 
No, this, this could, no that's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. Do it. Do it's it. It's going to be grouper. I'm in. Grouper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the so smashed in the desert. This is happening March seventh. Yep. Yes. From one to five. Yes. Uh, noon to five. If you're VIP, mm-hmm. right? And you guys are going to have lots of beers. Lots of beers. Going to have some food. Yes, yeah, going to have some food. We'll have ten beers out in the beer garden. Each brewery will have a tent, pouring two beers each from their nice. brewery. Yep. Um, what is it? Fat Bob's Barbecue will be here, yes. serving up barbecue all day. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it'll be a good time. Well, we're blocking off the entire parking lot. We'll have a beer garden out front, some tents and cornhole and whatever. Beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. and the weather in March is just perfect for it. Yeah, you can't beat it. Yep. You can't beat it. And if nope. it's not, who cares? Yeah. There's beer. We're not going <laughs> to show up anyway. It's yeah. going to be beer. It's we got be inside awesome. too. Yeah, well, you have an inside That's as well. <laughs> do have an inside? That's mm-hmm. a good start to a tap room. Uh, <laughs> Guys, thanks so much. Like it's, I, I'm glad. Like I think we, like we talked about, we initially met like two years ago, yeah. and we've gone back and forth. I've seen you guys at festivals, and, we, and we've chatted. But to get you guys finally on, pretty stoked about it. We're so, super happy to be fun. here. Thank yeah. you. Hard Bottle Brewing, just hardbottlebrewing.com. So you guys' website. Hardbottlebrewing.com. Hardbottlebrewing.com. Right. That's, That's our website. Yeah, we didn't, we didn't have any right? blah blahs on this one. No blah blahs. Yeah, yeah. Or anything of that nature. Um, Actually, I didn't realize that the blah blah blahs made it onto the poster. Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. I know. <laughs> that, was, that was just a placeholder until yeah. we got the actual website. See, this is so this Wait, is kind of the Cole. problem about being a bunch of snarky <laughs> that, idiots. That poster over there does it say blah blah on the poster? Well, it, we what, what I'm seeing it says blah blah blah. So you blah, didn't blah, put an L blah. on the last blah. Blah, See, blah, one of the problems about being a bunch of snarky idiots is that when you do stuff like that... It bites us in the ass like, It does bite us in the ass because <laughs> we don't question it. It's like, oh, yeah, I can totally see Mike. Oh, I can totally see Sam doing that. We're yeah. just a bunch of jackasses. But, yeah, go to our websites. Go to the, the different the different uh, breweries' websites. And, uh, well, and so not, that one says Smash in the Desert. That one says Smash in the Desert. But this one isn't correct either. Don't Just just go to our website. Just go, yeah. yeah just go. We don't know what the hell we're doing. We're drunk half the time, so we don't know what sort the of hell we're doing. Well, apparently, a bunch of apparently this is already Wednesday, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Put, put it in the GPS on the 7th of March from noon to 5 or 1 to 5. Our bottle brewing in Tucson. Yes, it's thank be a you. Good time for Beautiful. Sure. It's 2020. People are going to We're going to see both of you guys yeah. there. You will see him. I'll here. be here. 100%. Uh, I, we've got a party at our place. We're hosting a brunch. That's what I just <laughs> heard. <laughs> to be there. I just want to point out <laughs> who's we. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, that's cool. All right, wrapping this up. I will be here next next year for the what is what do we call it? The penis whacker CBD beer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the pee whacker. Pee whacker. Yeah, yeah. Pee whacker. I don't know. <laughs> guys, thanks so much. I appreciate the time. Yeah. Max, nice job. First time co-hosting. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Max. That was fun. Great, great first. Uh, you know, great I first never would have known it was your first time. No, I'm a pit stop right there. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a review and a rating. That helps uh, other people find us. If you don't like what you hear, I mean, maybe do the same and maybe we'll listen to it and, and make the show better. I don't know. But please come and join us this Friday at Sun Up Brewing Company. We'll talk about the Arizona Beer Book and Arizona Beer. Don't forget this Saturday as well, Smashed in the Desert down in Tucson. No way that's not a good time. Tap That AZ is a part of the Hopped Up Network. You can check it out at www.hoppedupnetwork.com. It's a collection of beer-focused podcasts from, the around, the uni- from around the United States. And until next time, as Eric says, stay awesome. <laughs>
Y cuando se va de casa, dice me 